Internet friends, and welcome to episode number 145 of Final Boss TV, your wild game rating show. I'm your host, my name is Adam K, aka Bay, and today we're talking about Elemental Shaman, despite what chat was talking about and propagating before the show started. Dirty, dirty chat. Just terrible. You should be ashamed of yourselves. This is Elemental Shaman Show, finally, the last range DPS show of the first pass of Legion shows. If you haven't heard yet, there will be a second pass of Legion shows. We have five left after this. I believe it's five left. And there's a little break. There's no show next Sunday, I believe, because of the first Sunday, the first weekend of Mythic Raids TOS opening up. So people are going to be busy. Maybe not have the guests at the time. So Retribution Paladin is next. And then we have a couple shows after that, of course, to wrap up this first pass through. But then every show in the future will be its own single spec. So yes, there will be three rogue shows, three mage throws, three hunter shows, three warlock shows, which is taking about four months to get through. But y'all asked for it, so it's on you if you want three weeks of each of those specs in a row. I don't know if I'm ready or not for that. Now that's on the horizon. But real quick, thank you very much to the patrons supporting the show and making sure the show can keep happening. It's very, very important if you want to keep the show going. That little bit of extra support because YouTube isn't what it used to be. So thank you, of course, to the assistant producers of the show, Truffles, Ludovicus, Tazlin, R4, Dalthier, and Quen. But again, if you would like to get more shows, there are more podcasts. Those are on Patreon. There are currently 19 BTS podcasts right now. They range from like a half an hour to two hours with me and Preacher, where we just sit down and discuss the show notes, which you can also see if you're on Patreon too. You can vote for Control Bay for a day stream, which is happening tonight after the live show. You've got all these BTS podcasts just for you, unscripted, sort of just behind the scenes, ranting and talking about the show notes and getting all of them set up. You can go check those out if you want to double your intake of Final Boss TV right there. But that's enough about me babbling about the intro stuff. I have two guests on the show today. So brand new, both never been on the show before, total fresh meat status. Fred, welcome to the show. Hello. Hey, hey, how you doing? I went to the fresh meat reference because you are a female Torin game. I am a female Torin, but you can't milk those. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, kick it off with that. Little PG thirteen there. All right, I get you. All right, that's fair. But are are you are you set? Uh, you're not gonna make any mistakes in the show today, right? Because you you run uh, the Discord and everything. Uh, of, I mean, I don't run the Discord, but I will <laughs> definitely not make a single mistake. No way. Fair enough. And joining you, there's Sham, who has the most original Elemental Shaman name. Hi, Sham. Hello, yes, I'm the original Sham. <laughs> oh, oh, are there many like you, but this is actually, they're all fake? Because I'm the first one. Oh, how long have you been Sham? When did you get that name? I paid some guy to delete his character, some gold, in like, I think it was Wad to get the name. Oh, God. <laughs> And he did it? Before that, I was Shamwich. Yes, he did it. He deleted his character for 45,000 gold. Oh, four Gs! That's... That's not bad. That's I mean, before the... level 40. That's before the WoW token existed, too, so you had to actually have that gold. Yeah. Goodness me. Well, that's... That's quite a backstory on that one. Did, did you... 
what was your, you saying sham witch was your name before yeah it was uh, a sandwich pun i was shamwich mm, well i mean that's fair i'll allow that one were you all were you female dwarf the whole time since since inception i've been a female draenei until like <gasps> tuesday and now you're for the ratio you... oh mm, okay hmm Hmm. Hmm. Fred, what do you think about that switch? I um I might have switched to Torin for the racial, <laughs> which is the exact same as Dwarf. <laughs> so, uh, yep. That's I was I was drawing a parallel there and you connected it for me. Thank you. Perfect. <laughs> oh god. That's how much does that does that equate to much? It's like a uh, ten to twelve K DPS increase. It's not huge, but Hmm. Min max thing, at least over drain eye for me. I gave up being bouncy for it, which uh, <laughs> I miss it. Can't oh. fly out of the sky anymore and live. It's actually funny. We had people dying to the the fallen avatar floor, like randomly. They would just they would either like do something that broke their fall and then reset it or whatever, so they would die. And I just fell. I'm a panda myself, and I was like, "What's what's the problem? I don't see what's going on." Yeah, why aren't they all pandas? Yeah, exactly. Like, what's is there a problem here with fall distance? I don't know what you're talking about. So, I understand that for sure. But we'll go back putting Sham on the spot here. What do you do in the the WoW sphere for elemental shamans in the little corner of the internet? What do, what do you dabble in, sir? I mostly make YouTube videos, just like tutorials and stuff for elemental shaman. It's almost entirely based on the website Stormwind and Lava. That. I don't really like. I don't really do a lot of the, like the background theory crafting stuff. That's more the other guys. I just kind of like my role is more to get the information out there and like make sure everyone knows the right information. Kind of help out the community with that. And I also stream and stuff and raid at a decent level. I would say. Okay. There was a handful of people that actually worked together, and I guess it's better time than any just to, to bring this up is that. Not every class or spec has a really put-together website. But Stormworth and Lava is very put-together. There's plenty of stuff on there. We'll be going through quite a lot of it today. And um, I think a lot of the Discord communities have lots of stuff. Pins and Google Documents and guides or whatever. But I think once that all gets squished together and, put, you know, uh, and moved onto a website, it helps out a lot in, in that regard. So... Shout out to all the the SEL folks. And what about what about Fred? What do you do in that that little corner then? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I guess I'm kind of the other end. I I do do a bit more of the theory crafting uh, for the whole Stormwith and Lava crew. Um, play around a bit with the SimCraft code base. Just uh, if we ever have something missing, can go look at it. If Blood Knot's not on to work in it. Um, kind of catch me on the discord all the time i'm fred range on there usually just kind of memeing around uh and i i just like to you know go out go into the raid and and pad a bit so <laughs> probably see me towards the top of the meters usually at least in terms of all star points and they're only they're really only three i, I would say 3.5 encounters in tos out of nine that actually even have like real padding Right, like they've definitely, there are no scorporons on every fight like there is in what or was in Nighthold. So you got to find a place to hit that chain lightning button, right? Yeah, it's all about that whole uh, 
Stormkeeper Chain Lightning. Mm. You gotta live that life. Terrible. Any other <laughs> shout outs that either of you wanna to throw out to the uh, the community members or anyone in the, the SEL side of things and give them credit for what they help put forward? I would yes. say the biggest shout out is to Slenderman and Blood Mallet for really putting it all together, but everyone contributes. Everyone with the Storm with the Lava Tag and Earth Shrine is a big contributor as well. Yeah, just definitely shout out to them for sure. Uh, just echoing everything he said. I'll shout out to my guild too, Negatory on Area 52. And shout out to all my Ellie bros on the Discord and in game. You guys know who you are. There's like 12 of them, right, though, because Elemental Shaman is a dead spec. All, all 12 of them. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yep. See, there you go. <laughs> that's what I thought. I mean, everything, if you're, if you're, the, if you're under the 50 percentile on Warcraft Logs, you're a dead spec. That's what, that's what happens, right? Because Elmo Shaman are terrible at anything that isn't dumb AoE. I'm sure... Gosh, we're probably going to run two Elemental Shamans, I would believe, on, on Mythic Mistress. Because that is just... I was excited for that fight. Like, fundamentally. And then I did it on Heroic multiple times. And it's just nonsense. I'm sure you guys love it, though. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to... We'll have to see. Oh yeah, and then which of you? I'll go back to Fred on this one. How long have you been playing ranged DPS in World of Warcraft? Uh, I am a Wrath baby, so <laughs> since then, uh, started in Trial of the Crusader. Been playing Ellie since then, actually. So Ellie, entire time playing ranged DPS is Ellie. Okay. I mean, we talked about that a little bit in the BTS podcast yesterday, but like even even using that. Like, I'm a Wrath baby, which is just the joke, right? That was, what, eight years ago or something ridiculous? <laughs> Not so, much of a baby anymore. <laughs> yeah, I guess half a decade ago, no big deal. Obviously a scrub, though. Totally, totally a scrub. Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. Sham, what about you? I, I played a Blood DK until Kata, where I went Arcane Mage. And I actually only started raiding because of LFR coming out, which is kind of... Contrary to what most Mythic Raiders would probably say, but I started as Arcane Mage and then went to Disc Priest for most of Moth and then swapped to Ellie Shaman strictly because I liked the Overload look. I thought it looked pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I'm just going to go play this spec in Siege of Orgamar and then kind of fell in love with it and never looked back. Hmm. The, the line about LFR there will make Preacher happy, so if this ever gets around to Preach, then here's an example of a player that actually started raiding because of LFR, so that's a statistic. It's 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 there. Such a crusader for that. I have no problem with it. I just wish they just went normal heroic mythic and normal was basically just LFR. But we shall see. So he popped up uh, Stormbirth and Lava on screen for a little bit. But uh, I'll bring it back up on screen here a little. The, the screen region isn't cropped totally correctly. But uh, Fred, you want to walk me through like just all the stuff on this website by chance? <laughs> oh yeah, I'll, I'll go through the entire website real Yeah, quick. the whole thing, right now, let's go <laughs> In five nah, minutes It's just kind of an overview, it's kind of meant to be the one-stop shop for uh, Elemental Basically we've got kind of anything you would want Where we got like talent suggestions, rotation suggestions, what stats to get Kind of just the whole nine yards, anything, uh, anything you might want to know And then obviously if you can't find something you can come Ask us, we're usually pretty available. 
Oh gosh, I'm on the, the <laughs> FAQ right now, and there's the "Can I have the pawn string?" question. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> that's interesting. Did you got you guys didn't cannibalize? Well, didn't cannibalize, but you don't have my my video on here about. Oh, you do! I didn't know this until Friday. <laughs> Uh, I think all the different shamans have like taken my pawn plus uh, simcraft video. Yeah, the ten minute walkthrough on how to use simcraft and pawn. So there it is. That's funny. Yeah, you got the uh, potions. Why isn't my fire elemental attacking? Should I turn off fire elemental's AOE for single target? Does earthquake stack? Good stuff. But yeah, talent rotation, stats and gear, legendaries, trinkets, artifacts, simulations. Weak auras and the FAQ is uh Bink just made this gigantic like for every spec Google document that is all about like secondary scat stat like scaling values all over it's have you seen this thing? Uh yeah, I saw it on I think Reddit maybe. Oh, I put it on Reddit really? Oh goodness. Yeah, I just linked to his page and. Had those nice little graphs for every single stack, every single spec, I guess. Yeah, well, it was a huge stack simulation of every secondary stat and where, like, their plateaus and where they meet and all this, I don't even know, over tens of thousands of iterations to find that out. And it goes all the way from, like, 0% to 100% on every single one. So it's funny to see where the math right now, like, syncs together and what. I don't know if that's on the... I don't know if that's on here yet, but I'm, it's in the Discord. He posted that there, but it's huge. If you're into secondary stats and, and their stacked scaling values, that's crazy. But, um, oh yeah, and then I wanted to ask, Icy Veins updated for Elemental? Good secondary side resource, possibly? Is that looking good for you guys? Yeah, right now it's it's up to date. So they okay. kind of work with us right now, so it should always be up to date, at least at the very most, like a few days after ours is. Okay. So it's a it's a good option. People always usually ask, and they they get weird about icy veins. Everyone is always like, "Oh, it's always out of date. It's just it's crap." But if it's, if it looks fine, I mean, trinket notes. Uh, this damn trinket. We'll go into that later. Yep. So yeah, that looks accurate. If I see that trinket way up on top, sure. But outside of that, recent patches. As the show moves forward right now, we're not really going to talk about 7.2 as much because we are in 7.2.5. I will give a little nod to 7.2 and a little nod to tier 19, but for the most part, we'll move past that. So I didn't really find anything major in 7.2 other than that's when we got our new artifact traits. So I'll leave those for a moment, and we'll move into those after the rest of this stuff. But in 7.2.5, Earth Elemental got buffed. Hooray. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Stone bro, he's nice and tanky now. Is he actually? <laughs> like, does that actually feel... He's actually really tanky now, but that's also potentially a downside, because if you use him, he goes and pulls everything. Oh, well, I mean... <laughs> that's what he's supposed to do. Do you... Like that you have that as like your only means of face tanking anything in the open world because you had like the stone claw totem nonsense back in beta, but that that was just ugh. 
So Stonebro works fine, right? I kind I kind of liked him back uh, at the start of the expansion where it was shorter cooldown, shorter duration, because mm. now he's got that nice long five minute cooldown on him. But in terms of tankiness, he's really good at what he does. Okay, it was a ridiculous buff. Yeah, he has like the tank crit immunity. His HP scaling went way up, so that's fair. He still can't taunt raid bosses, right? That isn't not a thing. He does, I think he does not... DR the taunt, though, but he doesn't actually get aggro, so it's kind of risky to use him. There was, At least that's what I heard. There was some shenanigans with the fell image on Mythic Spellblade. Did either of you partake in that? I'm not sure. I don't think I've actually heard that. I didn't do it. I think I did hear about it, but I never bothered experimenting with it. I feel like it's it's one of those things where you're more likely to screw it up than actually get gain out of it. Right. I know I was talked about it. I was shown like a video of because when the when it spawns, you can earth elemental and hold it in the corner and it will stop. It'll take like one full slash before it was buffed too. So it's just weird to bring up earth elemental in that regard. Your other points Frost Shock, Earth Shock by 25% were buffed. You have Storm Elementals, Wind Gust, and Call Lightning were also buffed by 25%. Woo. Woo. Um, <laughs> is it still they a really bad talent? Him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look, why, why is it so... Sh Sham, why is it so bad? Why is, this, why is it so lackluster? It just doesn't do enough. It's up until this patch, it was actually a DPS decrease to click on. Like you wouldn't want to talent into it. What? You'd lose thirty. You'd lose thirty thousand DPS by talenting into it. Now it's a DPS neutral for most builds. Hmm. So if you really like the animation, you weren't going to use any talent. I guess you can now safely use it. There was a period back when I remember from beta testing. I put like six to twelve hours in every spec and made two videos for every spec. It was that was a year plus ago. It was so much work, but. There was that neat summoner spec that Elemental had. Do either of you miss the... Because you can have Lightning Elemental, Fire Elemental, your little baby Fire Elemental's out, and then when you Stormkeeper, you got, like, the Ascended Lightning Elemental for a moment, too. You have, like, this suddenly a uh, pet class, Elemental pet class for, like, you know, a minute, you know, ish. But I think it was... It looked neat, but do either of you have any strong feelings about the Elemental pet class stuff? Is that... A thing. I mean, uh, I don't. I, I thought it looked kind of cool, but I didn't really like the idea of it, like gameplay-wise. Hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of on the same page. Where uh, it's it's nice to be like an Ellie Shaman with a whole bunch of Ellie pets running around with you, but in terms of actual gameplay, that just means you've got a bunch of damage coming from things that aren't actually you. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, like, just now, like the talent. Like, the Storm Elemental itself, like, it replaces Fire Elemental. So that's why I didn't understand how that would be a DPS loss if it's a talented replacement. I don't know why. It's a replacement that did less damage. It's kind of dumb. I... <sighs> Blizzard math, I guess. I don't, I don't know what that... Why it would do that, but... The big one that just happened, though, in 7.2.5... Is and this will tie in rightly to the 7-2 artifact traits. We'll talk about both of these together. Is the is earthquake damage buffed by 
and the hay scaling gone. Which I personally miss. I mean, maybe many of you probably do because of earthquake would proc Cephus on the knockdown, which would then give you more earthquakes, really fast earthquakes. It was great for Mythic Plus, but that's all, all dead and gone. Fred, you want to open us up? Then we'll start talking about this whole topic, this can of worms with Earthquake here. <laughs> yeah, so the, the whole the whole haste scaling thing being removed kind of had a negative gameplay impact, at least for me, day one, because it was really nice to play around that Cephas proc and Whispers procs and just kind of any haste proc in general, because mm -hmm. you would reactively use your Earthquake and just do a ton of damage. Um, I think in the end, it might eventually be a good thing just because we did kind of have two points in this expansion where Earthquake passed Earthshock and damage just because it scaled with more, more things as a spender. Uh, so it, it does allow them to balance it a bit better. Um, but right now, it's kind of looking like it doesn't. I don't know if we're going to talk about that later or not. Well, maybe we can talk about all of Earthquake stuff now. Um... We'll bring up, we have an RNG session we can go through later, but uh, it was, so the, a big component in changing sort of the Earthquake paradigm was your new Golden Dragon, which is Seismic Storm. So Earthquake has a 5% chance every time it ticks and does damage to cause a Seismic Storm, which deals 700% spell power nature damage to the target that it procs on. So, do you think this was the main point that Hayscaling was removed from Earthquake? Because there's a breakpoint, right, where you get enough haste and you get extra ticks, correct? Or there was. That Yeah, that's how it used to be. It, it was uh, every 16.6% haste, you would gain an additional tick of Earthquake mm. before this patch. Um, and I guess... Yeah, Seismic Storm was probably the reason that it got brought above uh, Earthshock because <laughs> uh, it added a lot of damage. It's basically a 50% increase in Earthquake damage when it got, uh, when you picked it, pretty much. But it was also kind of a good thing because back before we had it, Earthquake was kind of starting to lose to Chain Lightning in terms of damage, so we did need something to bump it up a bit. Oh, yeah, there was that period, I think I read or heard about this, too. I sort of osmose things through the stream, that you wouldn't Earthquake until you hit, like, eight or nine targets. You would just spam Chain Lightning under that, just because at, like, five, six, even if you're not even hitting all of them, you're still going to get overloads here and there. So it was fine. But that, that's a weird point that this spell has been... And it's awkward, too, because... You had it for some expansions. You didn't have it for others. They brought it back. It was a totem first off in Legion. Now it's just a spell. So, I don't know. Shan, what else, what else about Earthquake you want to add to this, this weird situation? There are a couple, like, other downsides of the tick removal. Part of it's the, the mm -hmm. knockdown chance. Right. That was a huge thing for us in Mythic Plus. And also just the fact that like, now we're, we're getting haste procs from using Earthquake from the Cephus and whatnot, but it's not, like, positively affecting Earthquake at all, so it could cause some weird things with not using it again, and that's kind of Fred's expertise, so I'll let him talk about that. 
We're going oh, yeah. into that right now. Yeah, sure. Uh, if we want to talk about that right now. Sure. Um, yeah, so I've kind of written a pretty long forum post on the whole earthquake versus chain lightning situation we're in now. Um, we kind of had our back and forth with Sigma towards the end of uh, end of the PTR cycle, and that's kind of where we ended up on that whole 55% number for earthquake. Um, but kind of as we look into it more, it, it's looking like there's a decent number of target ranges, like the whole four to seven range about, where we don't even want to be using Earthquake anymore if we're, we're trying to maximize our damage. Hmm. So in that sense, we would actually just be sitting there capped on Maelstrom spamming Chain Lightning. Hmm. Yeah, I brought up your post right here. It's your Elemental AoE post uh, 725 that you put up just about a week ago now. And they have normal rotation, like five targets. Then you have chain lightning spam. Then you have 10 target normal rotation, chain lightning spam. So what this means is that does normal rotation mean putting down earthquakes, doubling them up to make sure you're dumping your maelstrom? Getting yeah, the... it's dumping at 50. Right, sure. Well, dump, dumping at 50 unless you get an overload. And then I always love, because I play a little Elemental Shaman for Mythic Plus. I try to, I did a lot more with Sefus before because it was easier. But you get like the the super rare Quadra Earthquake. The, the, the first one you cast normally is fading when you cast the fourth. But you cast the one Chain Lightning, drop two. One more Chain Lightning, drop two again. Like, mm -hmm. but that's... It's not going to happen the same way. I mean, you probably could clip them easier now if you get lucky, but this is weird that five targets, it's better just to chill lightning spam. But you need... Is 10 targets really the, the break point now for normal? It's not or is... 10. It's, it's kind of the 7 to 8 range, depending on if you're using the bracers as the break point. Hmm. So you need a decent chunk of targets to actually switch back. Right. And at really small targets, you do still want to use Earthquake. It's just kind of... It's closer to single target than uh, than mass AOE at that point. And uh, for that, your chain lightning's not overloading nearly as much because mm -hmm. your chain lightning can overload off of each target it hits. Right. So the fewer targets you have, the fewer overloads you're going to get. So it's a bit weaker when you have smaller targets. You have all these you know, the downside points here. You have all the sim sources if you want to look through that and dive in. I post the link in chat. Of course, if you're watching this on YouTube or whatever, it'll be in the description box as well. So, there. The overall though is the is the change to earthquake is it a healthy one though? It might not be the most fun, and obviously it it, it removes some synergies and some nonsense you could take advantage of. But overall, is it still a healthy change? They're not just trying to gut earthquake out from underneath your feet though. I, I think at some point it's going to be a good change just because Earthquake was naturally scaling better than Earthshock was, which just led to awkward situations on single target. Sure. <laughs> Immediately, it's not the best because Earthquake doesn't feel too great at the moment, but I think it, doesn't, it, won't, it won't take too much from Blizzard to spring it up there. Yeah, I agree. that like It was getting kind of out of control, but I think right now it needs to be a little more base damage to make up for it. So it needs that little more. I mean, should should they buff the base damage or should they bring Seismic Storm up a little bit? They could just buff the tick rate. 
like just the natural tick rate, and that would solve some of those problems. Oh, that's good. That's also an option. So right now it's it's six ticks period now, correct? Right. So if they you just could bring made, it back up to ten. Yeah, they just made so the same damage, but just more ticks in that time. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and that change would kind of inherently it'd give you more knockdowns. And it would give you more seismic storm without directly increasing its damage. You just have more chances sure. to proc it. Yeah, that could smooth it out. I don't know. The spell, they would have to figure that out on their own side because the spell obviously lasts six seconds and ticks on cast. And then, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six to add five more into the baseline of it. So it's six in total. But if they, they would have to like just squish in. You're saying 10, 10 ticks in an earthquake would make it would that be a sweet spot there i don't know if there's like a really specific number i have in my head that was more of like an example but okay something in that range would probably be pretty good for the knockdowns in the seismic storm somewhere between like eight and ten probably sure because that's the one thing i, I mean I, I had you know i'll bring it back on the screen again because seismic storm is only a five percent chance so basically that is a 30 percent chance per cast to get one seismic storm proc that's obviously per mm -hmm. target, but back when you were dropping down earthquakes faster and you're getting eight or nine ticks per earthquake and you're stacking two on top of each other or three sometimes or whatever, you know, getting, getting the holy grails of overloads, then obviously you've got a whole lot more of that additional single target component while you're also aliening and cleaving. So, hmm. We'll have to see. Anything else on, on earthquake that... Needs to be brought up. Don't no, think so. Pretty I think we're pretty much good. Okay. So the other artifact traits then. Let's look at the rest of those. So your other ones you've got were elemental destabilization, which is 20% effectiveness on elemental fury. And you also got swelling maelstrom, which is increases the maelstrom, your maelstrom cap by 25 and the maximum cost of earth shock by 25 as well. Which... I don't want to go too much into the Earthshock gambling yet, so we'll hold off on that. So overall, I don't know, Sham, what, how these other two little traits worked out for you in the Elemental Shamans? So the Swelling Maelstrom one really isn't, like, super special. It's kind of a quality of life thing, if anything. It's overall not a great increase, but the Elemental Destabilization is really... It's actually our best trait right now. It's our, There's actually a Relic for it too on the first boss of the new instance, which is awesome. But this one's good. F it's actually best for every single build, mm. which is really nice. Otherwise, you usually go like, oh, Lava Burst for this build or whatever. But this is like the go-to trait. This is a great trait. It bumps us up a lot. But it does really kind of emphasize the whole RNG factor, which we're going to get more into later. But it's just the higher crit damage means that Creating an Earthshock means a lot more, especially with the Swelling Maelstrom making Earthshock, Earthshock even less frequent and more hard-hitting. The more it crits, the more it's significant, and then we have it crit harder. It's kind of, it's getting a little crazy, the RNG factor with the crit thing. But the trait is overall a nice boost to our single target in AoE. I actually haven't looked at that yet. So there is, you said there's a relic for elemental destabilization in Tomb? Yeah, it's on the first boss, the Swarm Relic. Huh. I don't think I have 
I have to go back and look. I could be totally wrong. Maybe I've just ignored them because they're not better, and all I want is two wind strikes and one wind fury. But I didn't see if I actually have a new relic for my new uh, 404. Not that it matters, really. It's, but that's a huge portion because that's it's 5% more. Yeah. So it doesn't have any diminishment for 404. It just gives you 5 more percent. That's a significant amount. And because it's a storm relic, you can get two of them, too. Oh, so you... Hmm. Bring up to a 30% total. Yeah. yeah. I think right now, even my crap elemental gear, I'm seeing earth shocks with Swelling Maelstrom. Uh, I just get Paragon in my off specs and just move on back to enhancement. But I've seen like 3 million earth shocks right now. Do you guys have any crazy stories about which, <laughs> how, how big have you seen earth shocks? I'm sure you have. Have you broken like the 4 million? Yeah, probably closer yeah. to like 4.5 with <sighs> the 4 piece using a Danganelli focus. Sure, okay, four million, four and a half million. <laughs> a little better than my elemental gear. No big, it's fine, it's fine. Just hand me that elemental gear anyway. Even chat, yeah, biggest 4.5 million. For one button press. That's at max Maelstrom, though, you're not, that's at 125. Yeah, yeah. it's up there. Okay. With Ellie focus up, and it has to crit, of course. Sure. Usually during, like, your potion in two, or in potion as well. Is so there? A lot of things. Because how much damage now is an elemental focus, is there now a new... Uh, I was going to say another focus, because bad pun. There's, there'll be some puns on this show, alright, chat? Don't don't freak <laughs> out. Uh, is there a, a, a new focus on actually putting different spells in that window now? Like, are you actually paying more attention to elemental fury at all? Or, like, is there anything you work around with elemental focus? Is like, Do you... Talk to me about that. No. No? You kind of just let it passively help you. There's nothing you can really do. Okay. Unless okay. you're playing Ice Fury. Ice Fury, you can try and game it with the Frost Shocks, as long as you don't run out of charges. Okay. Because I wonder about, like, with so much bonus damage on critical hits, you wouldn't just want to throw out nothing during that. You wouldn't want to just throw out, like, just base... Lightning bolts. If you have the option to put something else in it, so okay. So ice fury maybe is only, only main one. Hmm. Yeah, ice fury. You've got that set fifteen second duration, so you can kind of pick and choose when you're using your frost shocks. Sure. So you kind of pick Ellie focus. Okay. Fair enough. Anything else about any traits or anything that changed? We do have. Let me see where that went here. You have your path. There it is. On again on Stormarth and Lava because everything is on that website. You have your if you're new. This is a I I commend you for having this picture made so fast during the PTR cycle back in seven two because this is the old image that had the stupid like circle way up in the right corner and then it just went down around the whatever before we had the little neat little circles. But the path is still correct, right, for the artifact. Uh, One change is seismic storm probably as of right now. Oh. You wouldn't want to go for it, really, because you aren't really using Earthquake very much. Oh. So would you just replace, like, the Lava Burst damage as, like, number four, essentially? Like, move on past it? Yeah, you just you would push the Golden down if you're choosing to not use Earthquake. Okay. Fair enough. But if you're new to Elemental and need to see the, uh, the trait leveling, even right now, there's not really much, like, waiting for it. You get 
26 immediately, and because 26 to 40 is like three and a half hours per rank, like within the span of a few days, your ult has 40 artifact knowledge, and you do like three world quests, and you're at Paragon Circle. So it's just it's just done. But if you need that resource, that is there. But does anything change with so no relic switching around or anything like that that you guys are focused on? It looks like two storm relics will be elemental destabilization. So what is your your last relic slot then are people looking for for your frost relic in in tomb? Uh the big one we're looking for is kill Jaden relic. It's uh molten blast relic, which is lava burst crit damage. Sure. Uh and just because it's a kill Jaden relic, it means it's gonna naturally have a higher item level. Huh. So that would be you'd have ten percent bonus crit on lava bursts and an additional 30% from elemental destabilization. How much bonus crit is that in total for, for lava burst then? If that's taken all into account? <laughs> a decent amount. The, you also the, have lava imbued 12 more percent. Oh. Yeah. That's true. Goodness me. It's a lot. It's a lot put into one spell, of course. So we'll have to see how that that works out. So let's let's move on to to spending Maelstrom. And I was gonna bring this up. I, I held myself off on the whole earthquake topic because the one of the problems that came up and I've heard about is that elemental shamans only have two ways to spend their maelstrom. I wish you had the enhancement shaman healing surge. When I get twenty or more, it's instant. I don't know why you don't have that. It's so silly that you have to still hard cast your healing surges. I maybe I don't know. It seems like we both should have that as enhancement in elemental because that would give you another way to spend it defensively because you can't. So you have earthquake to spend fifty each or as much maelstrom as you have for earth shocks. Right, your AOE cleave. Well, used to be cleave, not anymore. Uh, so your AOE option or your single target option, but spending that. I want you to break down some fundamentals of how elemental situation is in game currently. So, like, how has the 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 post really works up how earthquake spending works now? That there's like a better breakpoint to actually use it. But then, like, what is what are your thoughts on how to properly spend? And what have you guys figured out with properly spending your your maelstrom? And I'll toss it over to to Fred first. Uh, sure. Um. So single target, our spenders, Earthshock, we kind of also have Flameshock in there. But... Oh, that's right. You're, you're totally right. <laughs> that's totally right. Um, so yeah, Flameshock, uh, outside of on the pool, you want to be spending it at 20, just because it'll give it the maximum duration. Mm -hmm. Earthshock, you want to be spending at 111 if, uh, if it's going to beat out a Lightning Bolt, or 117 if it's going to beat out a Lava Burst. Just That's kind of how the damage works out. Because it spins an entire Maelstrom bar, and those two generate Maelstrom, you kind of want to spend it slightly below a capped bar, just so you don't end up overcapping your Maelstrom. Okay. And AoE, it, it you just you dump on Earthquake. It kind of doesn't matter what the Maelstrom is, but according to that post, also it's um it, within that whole four to seven target range, you just don't spend at all. So on big AOE, you're just going to spend it at 50. In that 4 to 7 range, you're not going to spend at all if you're trying to maximize damage. So you would 
and you elaborate more of this in your post. So you you wouldn't even just throw out like earth shocks or like a priority target, because as that there's that you could technically like enhancement shaman with crash lightning. I turn AOE into bigger storm strikes on a priority target, but that's sort of just in the rotation. But if you are tunneling in chain lightnings on three or four targets, which mathematically you don't want to like throw down earthquakes if there's no reason. If they, if they can't be CC'd at all, like boss mobs, again, we'll use um, Mistress Sasveen as an example. If it's better to just channel chain lightnings, would you still dump your earth shocks into her or the prairie target kill eel? Like, or you just, just spam channeling? What, what, what do you do there? Um, so if there is a very high priority target, you can use Earthshock. It's actually a pretty massive priority target increase. Mm -hmm. But in terms of overall damage, you're going to lose damage. Mm -hmm. So if you want the overall damage, just tab targeting, spam chain lightning, and get lightning rods out. You're going to maximize it. But if you want to dump as much damage as possible into one target, maybe like an eel's high or something, then yeah, uh, by all means, do, do spin it on Earthshock. It's a, ma it's a massive priority target increase. Like, a solid, like, 30%. So that was... There were periods of time where I thought that was... You might look at an Elemental Shaman and go, like, oh, they're just padding, right? Like, on Mythic Botanist, when the plants come up, I know you could weave in Chain Lightnings and put those Earth Shocks into the priority boss. Obviously, because he heals whenever one of his copies died, it wouldn't matter. But your Chain Lightning off of usually the the lashers into the bosses and then using that maelstrom either maybe onto the next lasher as you would target swap or even into the the kill target boss so there is something there okay to, to hear about that that is a thing there's just is there an amount of targets you worry about or just depends on the fight it it mostly depends on the fight uh, i mean like i said it's going to be a, it is going to be an overall dps loss to dump in dire shock but it's going to be a massive single target increase so if the fight says prioritize this target, you prioritize that target, you dump an air shot. Okay. Yeah, the padding stuff gets brought up. But again, I think that the it's shifted slightly because the, the 3.5 fights I'll talk about if we bring this over to uh, Tumas Argaris level is obviously there's Murloc AoE on Harshatan. There's non-stop eels plus Murlocs on Mr. Sasveen. There's the Adds that get added into Mythic Inquisition and the Shadow Reflections on Kill Jaden. So outside of that, there really is like nonsense AOE in there. It's like 3.5 fights. And each, I think, has a different priority on what dies or how it's supposed to die. So what have you found out? Like some little tips and thoughts about that priority on the fights you've done so far? I don't know, Sham, what do you? Oh, I guess, yeah, chat brings a desolate host, but Hmm. I mean, like, the Earthshock is really good single target, as he said, but there's also, like, the Lightning Rod factor, where if okay. you can get a bunch of Lightning Rods up and just spam Chain Lightning, you can do a ton of damage to everything as well, so it kind of depends just, like, how important that one target is if you're doing a boss like that, or how important getting things in all targets are. Okay. Yeah, cleaving off of the boss into the adds, then funnel damage into whichever target you want dead. Because you only have four adds at a time, like four or five, so earthquaking wouldn't be a big deal. But in that case, you could chain 
because you get more chances to get overloads to get more maelstrom to then just earth shock either the high health templars i guess or the soul engine's face usually ranges are the up top phase on that they're not downstairs depending on what strat you want to use so yeah, even if the ads like weren't at all important you would still chain lightning just for the maelstrom sure. like for example even on illidan or illidan gul'dan's last phase the illidan phase mm -hmm. on the parasites even from ranged it was a pretty big dps increase just to continue casting chain lightning you get a ton of maelstrom you can get a lightning rod proc the lightning rod even if they absorb the damage it still counts towards the boss because you, you wouldn't, if you don't know about the, the mechanic, the parasites you're talking about, you have to be in a little purple circle. They're very close range melee circle to actually do damage to them. Would you actually move into that range to then chain landing, or you use chain landing just because it hits them and it gives you the resources anyway? You can do either one, but both are worth doing. Like, even if you aren't actually dealing damage to them, it still generates so much maelstrom that it's more important than a lightning bolt would be. Okay. And you bring up Lightning Bolt. So now here is the, the other side of this coin, the overload issue. And I have like a small situational quote from Amber, my elemental shaman, on, and you talk about Mythical Dan here. We've had a few fights right now where basically if, if Amber had great overloads and did amazing damage, we'd always wipe. Because she could never have a really good chain of overloads that worked well for her. Because it's so swingy, she'll either be nowhere on the meters or the top. Like, like a huge margin. Because it's you can't control overload, right? That's just the, the nature of an elemental shaman. So, what is there a problem that elemental has to deal with? Just like, this is a great pull. I have great RNG. Or do you just kind of, like, is it healthy to have that back and forth style in the gameplay? It's just like, it's, it's the class fantasy, <laughs> right? That you can't control the elements, and you have so many buffs that can stack up. Um, you can you can chain lightning into lightning rods with static overloads and stormkeeper, and of course, which one of those crits, right? Like how many of those crits? Do they all crit? Do none of them crit? Do they all hit lightning rods? Are they not? Like is that that's just a thing you just do, or? It is. It's pretty out of your control, and it's really annoying to deal with when you're trying to like. For rest mythic or whatever, I feel like it'd be really fun as like an ult where you don't really care if you don't do super great. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just have this slot machine jackpot lottery win. But when you're trying to like progress and you're trying to be consistent, it can be really frustrating to not get any procs and just feel like you're being useless. Right. It's really unreliable. And just the difference between one chain lightning cast without any buffs on it and one chain lightning cast fully buffed static overload is like 75 times the difference. <laughs> it's massive. But it's very frustrating to have to deal with that. And I don't know about everyone else, but that is definitely not my class fantasy. Mm. Yeah, and then you throw in lightning rod into the mix, and it's like, how many lightning rods do you have out multiplying that 75 times even more? Because you can't... The lightning rod part of this huge trifecta of, of gobbledygook is... I mean, you can get one, and then you tab, and then you look chain lightning, and then you might get another, but it's just it's just a chance to even apply one. And you could get two, but then your first one has fallen off by then. So it's super inconsistent to actually have that be really part of the wombo combo. But if you're doing eyes on Gul'dan, and your first chain lightning on Gul'dan gives him a lightning rod, then you tab over to an eye, and that chain lightning lightning rod, then you stormkeeper, and then you blow up the whole room. 
That's great. But then, of course, in Amber's case, we'd wipe. So <laughs> always, every time, every time, and the always over- on the good pull. Yeah, the overload situation sort of became a thing because of multi strike from Warlords, and multi strike is gone. Which I would say, like ninety five percent of everyone in the game is fine with multi strike being gone. It was just crit, basically just weaker crit, but it had problems with dealing with it being crit and having crit and all the other nonsense that happens with it. So. You have it in your base kit now. So, Fred, how does that work? And is that okay that that's still main part of how the rotation feels? Um, I, I guess I will say I, I do actually like having our mastery as part of the class fantasy where you just overload your spells. Um, I don't think it's too RNG with our, the way we current, currently gear, just in terms of the mastery itself. Mm-hmm. But then you throw in our traits into the mix with our whole static overload situation, power of the maelstrom on single target, and uh, and those are more uh, they're they're worse than the mastery itself. The mastery itself we kind of have almost capped at this point. We've got a, a solid like sixty to eighty percent. We throw in yeah. early blast in there too, mm-hmm. and practically everything's overloading at that point, except for AOE, pretty much because. Our Chain Lightning does have a one-third multiplier on it for our Mastery. So if we do have that 60% chance, it's actually a 20% per target hit. But then there's also... Are you talking about Static Overload itself? That's or? the Mastery itself. Yeah. The Static Overload's a flat 10% on every target. Well, right. per Chain Lightning class. Yeah. That's what, if you didn't know what we're talking about, that's the one of the culprits in this situation, which is fantastic. Like... You get that big juicy eight pull in a mythic plus and you throw out one chain lightning and it way over caps your maelstrom and then you double drop that earthquake and then you throw out one more cha- like my inner it, it it feels great but it's just you just kind of react to it and deal with it but that brings me to the single target dps struggle that elemental shamans talk about and why blizzard probably has a problem with that balancing point because you could have some pulls on single target where it just like you got everything overloading, you've got your higher crit rate modifier, you've got whatever you need, and it feels great. But is there anything you could you think of or you suggest? You guys have talked about um, about fixing the single target struggle with that inconsistency in RNG. I don't know who wants this, Sham, Fred, either one of you. I don't. This has been a I'll, long, uh, ongoing thing. Yeah, I haven't really talked much recently so i'll take this one but uh sure basically like our single target it's not anywhere near as rng as our aoe that's for sure but there's still a lot of like small factors that really add up like lightning rod can add up our gloves procs can add up boots procs can add up if we have those this mastery overloads they aren't as significant as fred said now that we're getting closer to cap it's not really a huge thing there's how the millstone procs if it lines up with stormkeeper and lightning rod can be massive even without lightning rod that's massive Mm-hmm. Like especially on fights like, for example, like Maiden, where there's a damage part that you're saving your cooldowns for. If you get a Power of the Maelstrom proc there with your Stormkeeper, you're going to do like incredible damage. But if you don't, you're just kind of meh. So the biggest thing they could probably do is just... They could nerf the ceiling. Like They could make the procs not do as much, but they could make them higher chance. Or they could just like scrap them, or they could just... I don't. There's a lot of things they could do to fix it. But the problem right now is they can't really... They're afraid. I think they're afraid to buff us overall because the ceiling would be so high. Mm-hmm. 
we'd be we could be so incredibly powerful if we had the stars aligned. But without good RNG right now, we're pretty mediocre. Is our issue right? There's a lot of little things, and if you've ever, if you are playing Elemental, you've looked through and you know what you gain from your artifact, and you know how different it feels. Pull to pull to pull, and consistency is always an issue that raiders talk about. And I've actually talked about this on stream recently, where people ask me why I'm wearing the trinkets I'm wearing, or you know what my my thoughts are going into the tier, and it's always about consistency because you want each person to contribute the same amount or roughly the same amount every pull for, for breakpoints or for transitions or whatever. And if you keep having this huge swing of 3 or 4 to 10% difference every pull, that's not really helpful. And that's just sort of... I don't think others... I don't think there's any other spec that really has this much swing other than, like, Outlaw. Like, Outlaw mm -hmm. obviously has huge swings, but Elemental has huge swings. There's some RNG yeah. and Havoc, maybe, but... Adding the whole uh, adding the whole gloves and boots into the situation just makes the swings <laughs> kind of ridiculous. Well, on single target at least they weren't as bad last last tier in terms of swinging on single target. Right. On AOE it was horrible, but now that we've got those new legendary combination, the whole gamble build that we're going to talk about, mm -hmm. um, we've got that big swing. We got like I think it's something like a three hundred thousand. Uh, DPS gap between our top <laughs> and our low end. Okay, sure, that's fine. That's that's only thirty-ish percent. I assume you're you're probably sitting at around one point two, one point one million, like constant, right? So you have like a three hundred thousand up and down from there. Yeah, that's that's a little much, a little much, but hopefully too. They confirmed in the Reddit AMA the other day that they are working on spellcaster animations. Because the one, the one thing, I was going to bring up Bugs and Tom Fuller with Elemental Shaman next. The one thing I still don't like, because I have like 80% mastery, I think, on, in my gear, is the animation for Overload is just like the animation like finishes and then clips and repeats. And it's so... Because your character is like breaking their back or their arms or their shoulders because it just looks goofy that it happens right after the spell finishes. I don't know why they did that, because they had the animations before in Warlords where the spell just, like, flew out as you cast. Or, like, the little ones, like, flew past you with the multi-strike animation. That's gone, though. Hope they fix that. Because that's just silly. But other than that, is my one gripe. Any bugs or anything else, Tom Flurry-wise, with Elemental that can be brought up? Any wonky business? Um... Uh, I guess maybe on the topic of uh, of the gloves, now that we're actually using them, um, okay. if you're casting a lava beam right as your gloves are expiring, uh, don't do that because it'll just get canceled and not actually happen. So that's kind of a <laughs> interesting bug. Oh, it'll cancel the spell you're casting. Yeah, well, you you lose the spell because you drop your ascendance, so you don't have lava beam anymore to finish. So you just get canceled. Okay. Quite annoying. <laughs> so you have an ascendance problem because enhancement has the if you hit storm strike slash wind lash wind strike too fast going into ascendance, it'll put the full storm strike cooldown on, and then you can't hit wind strike. But this one will just kill spells. I guess because the spell is technically gone when the the buff wears off, 
the game can't give you the spell to keep casting, but it'll it slows you off and it kills your global and you have to restart a cast. That's that's okay. Yeah, gross. Is that about it well, though? One, one little like I don't know if it's actually a bug or not, but one thing that's been kind of frustrating me sometimes is if you cast Elemental Blast and it overloads, ideally you get like Mastering Crit, right? But mm -hmm. sometimes it'll pick the same stat and it won't actually give you anything extra. It'll just refresh it. So like sometimes the overload benefit is completely gone outside of the damage. I don't know if that's a bug or not, but it is quite annoying when it happens. Well, like if it picks crit twice. Is that you, can it, yes. can it, can it, it can do that? I thought it always wanted to pick two. I can pick the same one twice, then it, it doesn't actually give twice as much. It just refreshes it. Oh. Oh, that doesn't sound right. It should, it's a, hmm. Weird. Okay. Anything else? Uh, yeah, I guess I have another one where, um, so right now most people aren't really taking Primal Ellie, but if you do have Primal Ellie um, and you're out world questing with your Stone Bro, um, if you do summon your Fire Ellie while your Stone Bro's out, he, uh, he'll just disappear. He'll <laughs> always prioritize your Fire Ellie. But they're supposed to. You can have them both at the same time. I thought you you can without Primal Ellie, but Primal Ellie turns them into pets instead of guardians. Oh. And at that point, Fire Ellie always wins. Oh. We also had that problem originally with our new tier set before they made it so the ICD and all that. Mm -hmm. You could have like you could go Primal Elementalist, and you would try to put like a second one out. If the first one was still out, it would just go on cooldown and not drop the second one. Hmm. It would just kind of screw you over there we don't we probably won't see that anymore but it's like a little thing where the primal early thing is just kind of annoying in that case okay but those all those all seem like yeah because you can't have two pets unless you're a beast mastery hunter then you can have 17 <laughs> uh, or in a holy dk if you take rasputin but no one takes rasputin sorry rasputin you're just not good but all right but some of those sound like the way that the spells are coded like restrictions but the elemental blast one is real dumb mm -hmm. but we wonder if they'll fix those in the future i mean they they admitted on the ama that the devs don't even know why bleed ticks can't crit or no they don't they can't scale with haste because they just never it was never in the game before or something so they just the answer on the anime was like we don't know really you don't you don't know how something that but apparently like a, an old developer one that's not there anymore made that and they haven't gone back and rejigged it. So that could be the thing with, with some of these spells, but I'll move us on here to Agatha. Mage Tower Challenge, which I still haven't done yet. I know, chat, don't... It's, it's So you have a bit of a video that you put together uh, on this. This was made when... Let's go over to Sham. This was, this was made when it first came out, but you both have done this. How... You did it so long ago, you don't have another shaman you could do it on again, but what did you think of the uh, the Agatha Mage Tower challenge? Sham, what did you think first? It was actually, it was pretty fun to try and figure out the mechanics of it and kind of, it was like progressing without any dungeon journal or boss mods or anything. You just had to figure it out yourself. I thought that was pretty fun. I was kind of disappointed I couldn't go back and do it again to make the video better, though. Mm. But basically, like, the fight kind of emphasizes our strengths. There's a lot of AoE with around five targets. And then there's some single target, but it's usually not super difficult to push it, especially not with Lightning Rod, where you can get the Lightning Rod on the boss and then hit the Imps with it. 
the boss itself, I feel like it was probably harder for us than most specs because they may have overestimated our AOE a bit. Like our imps had like three times as much health as fire mage imps. So if you didn't get the right proc, sometimes it could be a little bit more challenging. It was kind of like one big thing I loved about it was that it encouraged using cooldowns you wouldn't normally think about using. Like you would spec and do ancestral guidance and you'd use like Earth Ellie to get the imps to attack him instead and little things like that. You'd also use legendaries you wouldn't normally think about using. Like the best legendary in this by far, in my opinion, was the pants. Something that everyone before this, they hated it because it just wasn't very good in like a raid scenario, usually. Mm -hmm. But in this scenario, like you're constantly taking damage, and if you stop and cast Healing Surge and you're not super geared, you're going to end up falling behind. So you could sit there, as long as you just didn't stand actually in something, you could just stand there and constantly heal up, and Prydaz was great too. So I think it was actually pretty, it was a pretty cool design fight. There were some small things I didn't like about it, but overall I actually really enjoyed it. Looking at your, uh, your damage breakdown at the very end here, and this was right when it came out, so you made this video, like you said before, where you wish you could go back. Hopefully they add an option that you can just go back and do them again. I want the option to try other ones as enhancement to see if they're even possible. For, like, bragging rights, that'd be a lot of fun. They're on this whole evergreen content kick, but you do this once on one spec, and it's gone forever. Mm -hmm. So hopefully they bring us the ability to actually just do it again or do other ones just for fun. Because they just they're just gone, but your, your lightning, <laughs> your chain lightning, and your overloads are like 25 percent, oh thirty five percent of your whole damage, and then just some flame shock, and that's your your breakdown. It's very AOE heavy, and you're wearing the pants, and are you wearing the necklace too in this, or? I was wearing Sefu's as my second. Ah, because my strat was just to constantly AOE. That's before earthquake was changed too, though, so. Right. Yep. What'd you think, Fred? Any different opinions on the fight, or? Uh, no, I definitely agree. I actually ran the same exact legendary as he did. The pants were just an absolute godsend on that fight, where you just stood still and ignored all the passive damage, pretty much. Um. Yeah, a lot of it just came down to get some decent lightning rods out, AOE the imps. If the umbral imps are out, make sure you're killing them because the boss is immune. Um, and yeah, other than that, it was just kind of fix your camera because those boulders like to sneak up on you and make <laughs> you go crazy. <laughs> it looks like it's a, the, I haven't kind of done it yet. The cave, like the little shallow cave you're in, is that that reminds me of playing arranged on Tectus where you really didn't have a lot of camera freedom because it's all squished in, right? You're in this little, this little tunnel. So you can't even like really move it out or around or behind you. Like where you have it behind you is basically almost like level with the ground with your character. But that's always the fun part. When I play a melee and I have really no problems with my camera, and then I play range, and if there's any wall behind you or any sudden wall behind you, and then you just can't see anything. But that looks to be interesting. Also, the, the meteors spawn like in her. I've heard there's a strat where you can wear pants and magnum opus and just stand like behind her butt and the meteors can't hit you apparently is that still a thing uh, you can't try it again but so the elemental shamans tried it yeah actually i don't know about that one if you can just cheese the uh mm -hmm. cheese the meteors and dodge them all there might be a place to stand and you'll just dodge them all that's 
That's typical. Uh, that sometimes mm -hmm. happens. <laughs> Yeah, the only cheese strat I knew was the rooting the imps so they couldn't actually get to the boss to heal her. You just like spam root him and you end up with like eight just stuck in the middle. Oh! She would teleport before they could actually get to her. Earth grab him. That was, okay. Mm -hmm. Hmm. That was a popular strat for a while. Interesting. Yeah, I haven't tried it. All the people in my chat keep telling me to, to do it finally. Every time the mage tower comes up though, I'm just like, eh. Eh. <laughs> Maybe later. It's... So I've only done Enhancement and Havoc myself, but apparently, too, the last mage tower that came up, the command center was still active, and because you're fighting her in uh, a phased area of a regular part of the world, I think you're in Azuna somewhere, right? Mm -hmm. You get the world buff from Azuna during the mage tower encounter, which made it much easier, I was told. <laughs> so... Yeah, the command center buff was working. So you can also use like other world buffs, like the uh, fire alley or whatever in your order hall. You click on him, get the ten percent stats, and oh, as long as you actually Hearthstone to the area, because there's for some reason somewhere in between Dalaran and Broken Shore, there's like an area that's not considered the Broken Isles, so it'll fall off. But if you Hearthstone there, you can keep the buff and go in and kill Agatha with it. Oh. You can also use food buffs like uh, I'm trying to remember what it is. It's like the omelet or something, something omelet. It was uh, yeah, the armor. every time you kill something, you get like 10% haste that sits there for like a minute. It makes it so much easier. 10% haste and movement speed, actually. Oh. Yeah, so there there are some cheesy things that, that came out. I haven't done any of that for the other two. I mean, I don't know if the command center buff would work during Sigrin because you're in the Halls of Valor. You're not in the world. And it won't work for Havoc because you're in the Eye of Eternity, for crying out loud. So it's funny to see and hear what people have done when the, the Mage Tower stuff overlaps. I didn't... A Bear Tartar works too for movement speed. Yeah. That would work in all of them. I think it's just the, com the combination of all these things because it's in a Broken Shore zone. So it works there. That's funny. Yeah, coordinate Mage Tower and Command Center on regular then. Yeah, get, <laughs> yeah, get all of them done. Even easier. Only if where you zone uh, is on the Broken Shore though. Not all of them are there. Anything else from the first section of the show that you want to touch on, or are we good to to move forward? I just want to say that when you guys were talking about Maelstrom, I got kind of offended when you didn't mention Frost Shock. <laughs> oh, nice period, baby. as a spender, yeah, because the, the slow lasts longer if you spend it with 20 or something. Oh, it does more, more damage, damage than Frost Shock. Oh, more, more With okay. Ice Fury. Well, with Ice Fury, sure. Yeah. But, like, base Frost Shock, yeah. But you don't use it normally. Like, it's like a PvP thing, I suppose. I don't PvP as elemental. I would get tore up. Uh, what, what do I do? They're in my face. <sighs> so, and I can't hit them with my doom hammer. So, usually heal in PvP anyway to keep people alive. But, hmm, we'll see. Sham is the hero we need. The trigger alert. Yep. Well, alrighty then. So, after that. We'll move this forward a little bit. I have some things to, to plug and talk about and let you guys know. If you, Of course, if you want more podcasts, the people that are on Patreon supporting the show going forward, thank you very much for that. But that's what they are, by the way. There are basically a double doubling of my workload to get more podcasts up for you. They're the, the Patreon BTS podcast. They range from half an hour to an hour. 
Unless you're Preacher and I, and it's like a two-hour show, basically. There are 19 of them currently. You can sort them by the tags on the bottom here. But they are a sort of unscripted meet-and-greet segment where I sit down with the guests before the show, normally on the Saturday night before, and we just talk about the show notes, which you can see the show notes as well and follow along in those if you'd like to see how the shows are put together. That is also on Patreon as well. Control Bay for a day. Monthly stream voting goes up there. And you can keep scrolling down through. There's some BTS posts that I throw up there of, like, work in progress. You can go check all those out on the Final Boss TV Patreon. Or if you want to support the show in a more physical manner, you can do so by checking out the Designed by Humans official apparel store. We have a whole bunch of... All the art that's been made on these shirts are local artists that are sort of in our little bubble. So Fabelina, Tutron, they're all from our little bubble in World of Warcraft. So... Allowing me to make more designs with said artists supports them and keeps the show rolling. But we'll have another shirt, one of the commemorative World First shirts for Kill Jaden. It'll probably be more of a style of the Demon Within shirt, which doesn't have the little guild chibis on there or anything like that. Those were older designs, you know, just kind of moving forward and changing things. The Demon Within shirt for Exorcist's World First Gul'dan is like just very much a Illidan Gul'dan skull sort of combination. But the little final bosses by Fabelina are great whole bunch of different styles and things we have stickers coming soon hopefully and other prints as well We're working on two different shirts at the same time currently and if you've missed any of the past episodes of the show the show is on youtube cut by the entire vod of the show and they are put up by years is the seasons so that you can miss any of the shows it goes all the way back to 2013 all the shows go all the way back so if you want to see where the show came from there's a whole bunch of old shows on there, too, and the specials, like we have the post and pre-BlizzCon shows. You want to go back and see how weird those have been. The end-of-year specials, the WoW Trivial Pursuit, or the Epic WoW Battles of History. Those are all listed there by the years they are uh, put together. And you can also check for the audio-only version of the show on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play Music, or on the website. If you want to add the RSS feed to your phone or whatever like that, but just look for uh, Final Boss TV on any of those and you should be able to just subscribe or hit whatever add button on the uh, mp3 only websites and you can go from there if you want to add it to your phone or whatever else and check those out and thank you everyone for listening to the show over this course of this year we've been i can't i want to look back at the show it's been 2013 i was like it's really been that long and again if you didn't hear the announcement earlier in the show every spec show on the future will always be separate so no more mushing shows together so there will be an Assassination Rogue show. There will be a Beast Mastery Hunter show. There will be a Frost Mage show. They'll all be separate when we do the second pass and then going forward. So if you want two hours of your spec, you got them soon. After the if we're done with this first pass. But that's enough for me. Let's talk about stats and get a little nitty gritty in this and then break down the Casino Royale spec of the... Uh, of the Elemental Shaman. So, Fred. Fred, you ready? Yeah. What kind of specs or, or stats do Elemental Shaman want to spec into? And there's a, again, there's a, there's a Stormworth and Lava page for this, but if you want to walk me through stats. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so, it, a lot of it comes down to what uh, talent you're wanting to run and what kind of content you're doing. So, uh, like on AOE, we're going to be wanting primarily crit. Uh, 
a bit lower than that is going to be haste and then verse and then mastery way at the bottom just because mastery is not really going to impact your earthquake um for single target a lot of it's going to be crit and mastery roughly equal then uh then verse then haste but then there's a whole caveat there where if you have the gloves haste suddenly becomes a lot better because uh that haste is gonna be getting you more lava bursts in your ascendance, more maelstrom, which triggers more glove procs, and everything is kind of synergized together if you have a lot of haste. Um, yeah, in terms of actual priorities, we kind of avoid doing priority lists for our stats because a lot of them have kind of cross synergy with each other. So we, we recommend using ratios instead which is just kind of saying if you have 100 crit, you want this much mastery to go alongside it because you want to keep your stats somewhat balanced. You don't want to have one stat completely dominant. We don't have one that's just miles ahead of everything else. Right, yeah, you have the... On Ice Fury Ascendance and Lightning Rod here on the website, you do have the, the ratio down here that I was highlighting to make sure you, you take that into account. And I think chat was even talking about earlier too. Like, There's no really bad stats for Elemental, which not every spec can say. But there are different priorities on them or how much they are valued depending on how you're you're playing or what situation you're in. Yeah. That makes sense. Are there any feel good points? Is that just per basically one hundred talent essentially? Is there anything that you really want to aim for in your secondaries? Uh not really in terms of aim. There's kind of a special mention for mastery where if you've got Totem Mastery, getting yourself 76.5% uh, with an Earth Elemental Blast proc for Mastery is going to actually cap your Lightning Bolt, so you won't be able to get any more Mastery to benefit your Lightning Bolt at that point. Oh. And then it, it's bumped up to 86.5 for Lava Burst at that point. You'll cap it if you have an Ellie Blast proc. But that's not a goal. That's just uh, kind of a cap. So if you're at that point, it's going to lose a lot of value. Okay. And then I have to ask this ever since it came up the first time a few shows ago. Are there any weird gearing options that sneak in there? I always bring up the crafted necks now because they are 900 eye level and you can craft them over and over again to have one secondary, which is just ridiculously high, and the socket. So the like 2,500 of a secondary stat in that one slot. But anything like that for elemental? Not really. I mean, we have... Our stats are so, like... The, the whole ratio thing means that we don't really have any one stack stat we're stacking. So that kind of cheese stuff doesn't usually apply to us. We kind of want a balance of things. Okay. Yeah, I, I'll give a shout-out, though, to the Suramar set. The whole Arcway, Stars, Shoulders, and Bracers combo. Ooh. Uh, those are actually really good. It gives you, like, 3,000 crit about one time a minute for 15 seconds. It's actually really powerful for Ellie, especially if it's overlapping with something like your Ascendance, because uh, that crit's feeding into Lava Burst damage. Yeah, Word Up and I talked about the exact same set for Enhancement, actually, because we're going we're gonna to want gloves, so we can't use a glove slot. And the tier is fine. We can wear everything but shoulders, and then we, shoulders-bracers is that combo. And that's actually, when it's a, a little bit of crit, it's not a really big deal, but when it's 3,000, you're like, you know, that's not that bad. But the eye levels, and you bring that up right now, the eye levels go up this Tuesday. 
right? So having a 15 done now in your Mythic Plus Cash, we get 920 loot from that box. Is that correct? I don't know. It's 915 yeah, I'm not or sure 9... on that. Yeah, 915 or 920, and which is just silly. So try you can you can aim, you can do arcways and court of stars, mythic plus, and you know push 15s to 20s and get more loot chances and see if you get good rolls. But yeah, that two piece is not bad, even for an. It's also the nod thumb ring. You want that too? Oh, that's right. Yeah, and why do you want the nod thumb ring? It gives the uh, damage bonus on a. I believe it's a three minute cooldown, so it lines up with ascendance. So it's a pretty, it's a pretty nice bonus, for sure. And it also has good stats on it. I'm pr pretty sure it has crit mastery. I don't actually have it, fortunately. Mm. But it's good stats, and it doesn't sacrifice any stats to have the bonus. So it's a really nice bonus to have, especially for ascendance, which is kind of the meta right now. Right. Yeah, it's a five percent nibble when you when you bite the nod thumber when you use it, but a lot of people have thought earlier on. As our, as our damage was a lot lower earlier in the expansion, 5% wasn't like a huge deal. But when everyone's doing like a million DPS right now, 5% is a noticeable little bonus that really adds up. So yeah, get yourself a non-thumb ring, Elemental Shamans. It's very good for them. I think it's very good for... It can be kind of good for Havoc as well. I heard about that. But there's some desyncing with shoulders and two-minute meta and all this other nonsense. So I don't know about that. Specifically, anyway. But that is pretty good. So yeah, I had down here, stat priorities don't really change into Sargeras. Um, so with the whole balancing thing, though, would you then suggest that, like, the ring enchants might just be sort of changing? I, thought, I think you both on your armories had different ones from each other. You kind of, like, bump up your lower stat with the ring enchants then? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, pretty much. Plus, you have the whole... Do you want to be focused more on AOE or single target, or just multi-target? Okay. Where you'll you can either go for like maybe if you're if you're gemming and chanting haste, you either are trying to gamble or just have the gloves, or you're trying to get a bit more haste in for your AOE set. Okay. I know it's on the website somewhere, but what we're talking about enchants. Um, neck enchant is hidden Seder, or do you run Mark of the Claw? I've always I've, run Claw. Yeah, I also run Claw. Okay. Seder is potentially the highest for single target, but Claw is kind of more versatile, just being better on AoE as well. And it's very close to single target, so it's like you take a small loss, but gain so much on AoE. Okay. Seems good. That was a question for me, because I have different necklaces for the two different ways you play Elemental, and one is Claw, one is Seder, so I'm not wrong. Yeah, okay. Whew. <laughs> I was making sure I wasn't a total dingus. Uh, yeah, when Chat was talking about the, the the Mythic Plus stuff, so the the fifteen chest is a nine two five. That can't be true, man. And now we're talking about how it's nine thirty. Nine thirty is like heroic tomb gear. That seems so ridiculous. There's also there's so much in that box. So pff, good luck, but. 9.30 Nod Thumb Ring popping out wouldn't be bad. Or any of those pieces of the sets, or Chaos Talisman, maybe? <laughs> but we'll talk about tier sets real quick here. Just like a passing glance at tier 19 as it sort of flitters away into the distance now. 
there was some elemental shenanigans with a other tier, which we won't mention, but that has been squelched because that wasn't going to go live. Why'd you guys say it was going to go live? Really? Honestly? Come on now. Just You guys are smarter than this. Well, sometimes Blizzard isn't, so... But there's no yeah. two... <laughs> yeah. With, with that set bonus, I think I was sending it like an 80% ascendance uptime or something. Just <laughs> synergizing it with the boots, the gloves, and 45% chance to reset. Obviously, it wasn't going to go live, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a shots fired at Nath in chat. He's like my resident elemental shaman, so I get a lot of flack and nonsense from him. And when he was talking about that, I was like, "You, no, just stop. But tier 19, your two-piece, and your four-piece was nerfed, but your tier 19, two-piece is lightning bolt critical strike chance by 10%. And your four piece is elemental focuses increases your damage and healing by an additional seven percent, and that was nerfed a few times, so you wouldn't want to hold tier nineteen forward, right? Wasn't it ten at first? Yeah, it was ten during tier nineteen, and it originally was actually fifteen percent, but oh, oh you got brought down to ten percent for Nighthold. Mm -hmm. Okay, and, and then there are no, and then Sham. There's no two piece, four piece nonsense with tier twenty, tier nineteen at all, right? No, there's none. Okay. So you just move from tier 19 to tier 20 when you can. Is there like a is there a replacement window? Like, do you want to go two piece to two piece and then just go and then get four piece tier 20? Or do you want to wait for all four pieces and just go four piece 19 to four piece 20? Anything like any of that going on? Do you want to go straight from four piece to four piece if at all possible? Because okay. the two piece tier 20 and tier 19 are both pretty bad. The four oh, okay. piece is what really makes them good. Right. Okay, fair enough. And the tier 20, the Regalia of the Skybreaker, which is beautiful. We'll show it off here on the screen in a moment. But like the year two-piece, they were flip-flops recently. So I hope I have these written down properly. Is your two-piece now is that when Fire Elemental is active, Flame Shock deals 40% increased damage and always critically strikes. And that set bonus went all over the place. It was like 100%, then 75%, then 25%, and then 40 It was all over the place, every bit of a build. And then the four pieces reduces the cooldown of Fire Elemental by three seconds every time the Flame Shock dot critically strikes with a one-second internal. So... I'm pretty sure that's actually flipped now. It is flipped, yeah. It is flipped. So the reduction is your two-piece. The reduction the, is the two-piece. Okay. Because yeah. I read it as that and thought that was wrong, so I flipped them because I knew they were flipped, but they're... Okay. You have it reversed. So the reduction is four, and the... Flame shock damage and always critting is the is the four now. Reduction is the yeah. two. Okay. The 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 damage increase and guaranteed crit is the four piece, and the cooldown reduction on fire alley is the two piece. The big thing that makes the two piece kind of weak is that it's reliant on crits. So without the four piece, you're not kind of you're not getting those guaranteed crits. And that's why you want to wait and go four piece to four piece. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. What have you guys figured out for? Going to keep walking me through the tier 20 then as I bring it up and we'll watch it on screen because it's real pretty. You want to keep walking me through what you guys have figured out for the set because it, it was it, it was looked at as pretty bad at first apparently everyone was really mad about it but is it is it fine now? Uh, single I mean, target is pretty good. Yeah, single target is pretty pretty good now. It's probably around the 10 percent range in terms of an increase. Okay. And it can go up or down depending on your legendaries. Just because gloves go and increase your fire early uptime. 
um, through Elementalist, which basically means if you lava burst, you get two seconds off your fire alley. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty good. There is that one second internal cooldown on the two piece, so it's not going to go crazy like it was on uh, PTR, where you could have like five fire alleys out at a time. Um, but it does gain a little bit for multi-target if there's a bit of desync there in terms of your flame shock ticks. Right. Okay. Uh, it's it's very single good. target focus, and the the part of the the Rochambeau we were talking about earlier with the 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 nonsense with the struggle with elemental single target this entire set because you can't cross dot flame shots for anything because it's just only counts as really one is is very single target focused and it's very consistent single target. You can still, if I'm, if I'm correct, you can still cross dot flame shocks for like alien cleave and they'll always crit. So that'll help with like two or three target cleave. I, I imagine like uh demonic inquisition possibly, but there's no cooldown reduction you gain. Mm-hmm. You get the, this is benefit of critting though, which would do a lot sure. of damage, but no other benefit. Right. But is that, is that helpful? Is that helping sort of patch up a problem then in the inconsistency of elemental single target, making it a little more reliable? Like, what's the actual cooldown reduction you get on fire elemental on average? How many more do you get on a fight now? Do you have that math worked out, Fred? Um, so yeah, I've kind of seen kind of the 100 second uh, cooldown range if you're using the gloves. So basically you'll drop your fire elite last 60 seconds and then you'll have about 40 seconds of downtime. In a fight, okay, which is which is pretty good. I mean, especially considering your fire lead does a decent chunk of damage, and then it's also making your flame shocks just do ridiculous damage while it's up. And yeah, it helps with our, our some of our problems. Just uh, this is a very passive damage increase, meaning like it'll help with potential mobility problems you have as Ellie, and helps a bit on single targets. Definitely a single target focus. Mm-hmm. Uh, increase. So that's almost if so. Napkin math. That's about a fifty percent uptime on fire elemental. Then, yeah. Mm-hmm. How much of your damage is usually fire elemental? So how much would it like is, and then it would change too. It'd be a, a bigger com- uh, contributor, I would say. Uh, yeah, it is going to increase it. It's also going to be a bit dependent on your. Whether or not you're talented into Primal Elementalist, which is an 80% increase to your Fire Alley. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. So you'll probably see, if you are talented in that, maybe 10, slightly higher than 10% of your damage coming from Fire Alley. And then another decent chunk coming from your Flame Shock just because of the four-piece bonus. Right. Looking at the Tier 20... Uh, on the MMO Champion WoWDB model viewer. Some of the stuff is a little broken, but I love the boots we get that are tied to the pants, I believe. We get those, like, foot boot things for the Mythic set, even though it's not loading on the PvP set for some reason, which is weird. Uh, And the feathers, chat, if you're wondering, the feathers actually do have physics. They just don't load in the model viewer. They actually do move around and sway and stuff. They're not just static, because that would be ridiculous. But the set looks good. Probably one of the most worn shaman sets ever, which is the Sky Shatter from uh, back in the day. And this is a, a better version of it. So I'm Yeah, a lot of people it. like that. I love that it was remade, but 
some people like me don't really I don't know I was never really a huge fan of it so I probably won't ever really use it heresy what is this <laughs> I guess it depends on what class I was showing it off on I'm showing up on panda now but I have the Torin and the uh where's Torin I had Torin up and uh, it, it they fixed the helm pretty well I think it looks like it's it fits on the helm it doesn't clip through the whole thing it actually has a totally different model for Torin because of their their neck haunch. So that's good. I was making sure that didn't look ridiculous. It kind of like sits on your head differently than every other race. But I think it looks really nice. People have told me they don't like the mask because it has like the little the blue or whatever color you usually like the cut-ins to the, the face mask. But I think it looks nice. The gloves look really good. I'll have to get those on an off-piece and transmog over. The legendary gloves, because those look like crap. But no legendaries have good models. They're all garbage models, so. That's good to hear that your your tier finally got to a point. Because it was when it was at 25% on the flame shock damage, I know there was some there was some anger that I was I was, <laughs> yeah. I was absorbing. It was very release. Uh, very weak at the release of the patch. Mm-hmm. And then the tuning pass went and brought it up kind of in line with most other prot tokens. Mm -hmm. Right. So then moving over to like a general topic here about like, again, poking fun at the elemental shaman community, not discord directly, but just like sort of the, the osmos little feel of it is that this is the new topic to sort of combine legendaries and builds and play styles and talents together into one big chunk so, where do the builds, legendaries, and talents all come together now? Because there are 13, if I if the math is correct, I have 13 different legendaries now per spec. And you may or may not have all of them already. I just need one. Just need the gloves. Still don't have them. Ugh! But you have all of those. They did all the, the class rebalancing, spell rebalancing, some of the talents. Storm Elemental, I'm sorry, but you're still not in this. Uh, rebalanced. So, how does that work out with everything and, like, you want to walk me through, uh, like, Shammy, you want to walk me through, like, what the talent build was, and then sort of, like, how things can change around if you're using different legendaries and things, too? Like, how does this all congeal? What have you guys found out? So before the patch, it was pretty much a sentence or lightning rod, depending on if it's single target or AoE. Then, with this patch, they buffed Frost Shock, which made Ice Fury a lot better. So now, you can kind of use anything you want and do decent like, there's nothing that's actually weak, none of the builds anyway. But then the legendaries come and play, and, like, the gloves, for example, you really wouldn't want to use Ice Fury with the gloves if you could avoid it. Because, let's say you use Ice Fury, then use a Frost Shock, it procs the gloves, then your charges are going to go away because you're spamming Lava Burst instead of Frost Shock. And same thing can happen with Stormkeeper, especially because Stormkeeper and in Ice Fury, you're usually using it with Ice Fury itself because the cooldowns kind of line up. Okay. But so basically, like, Ascendance is kind of taking over. For a lot of things, Lightning Rod's still good for AoE. But because of the new Legendary Ascendance is really starting to dominate the single target as it was before. So it's kind of back where we were. But uh, do you are you looking to get into the casino? Have we already gone into that at all? Uh, I mean, I brought up the Legendary's post on SEL. And with has that crazy graph chart that was put together that shows the different combinations. Smoldering, for those that don't know, these are the gloves. Mm -hmm. These are the gloves. And what's funny that I looked at this is that 
almost any combination like with the gloves like isn't there's not a huge difference it's mostly the gloves holding up the combos right mm -hmm. but i believe that is slightly outdated as of right now i'm pretty sure, sure that hasn't been updated for the the nerf to the gloves but they are oh. still best in slot by right, a decent right. margin you lost a little bit of percentage on that it still shows yeah i think the belt gloves in this was the best at 1.27 million yeah really really close together but the, like there's these are really 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 close numbers mm -hmm. and I, I i assume updating this would change a little bit of the parody of other builds because then there's obviously the, the really popular eye of the twisting nether plus belt combination which is still really solid but but the gloves play into yeah there's the aoe legendary combinations here too and if you want to bring up the uh rng stuff sure we can talk about casino now so the casino build is something that actually i think fred's the one who discovered it yeah but it's like you you mix the gloves with the boots which means that the boots make it so your shock can refund all the maelstrom you can just use it again and the gloves every time you're shock you can get ascendance proc for 10 seconds and then you put that with aftershock and you use Earthshock at 70 maelstrom and if it procs it actually makes Earthshock a, a builder because it refunds both the 70 you spent and aftershock procs for 30 percent more so you can proc multiple times in a row and actually build all the way up to the max maelstrom and you're basically you're throwing out Earthshocks constantly and this whole build kind of revolves around getting procs for your ascendance so it's kind of it very rng based but it's really fun when it lines up and i believe with the tier 20 bonus you actually use primal elementalist with this build as well because partly because it's synergized pretty well and also because elemental blast doesn't generate any maelstrom and this build's all about generating maelstrom well that's the casino build in a nutshell yeah what are the other what other talents play into the casino royale build then like what other what else would you do you line up with with the tier 20 set, you use Totem Mastery and this Aftershock, Primal Elementalist, or Elemental Blast, depending on the tier set, and Echo of the Elements and Ascendance. Okay. It's kind of emphasizing on the Ascendance uptime and Lava Bursts and Earth Shocks. When do you start sort of like rolling the shocks, as it were, to, to sort of bring up that sort of thing? Where do you, where do you start Earth Shocking? Because Aftershock will give you 30 back. But then again, the boots have a twenty percent on Earth Shock to refund all the Maelstrom spent. So, like, where do you where do you start that nonsense again? Like, where do you start rolling Earth Shocks to start gambling? At 70. 70. 70 Maelstrom is kind of the number we came to the uh, consensus that it was the best. Inside of a sentence, though, you still don't want to use it early. You want to use it at the normal one seventeen, just okay. to get the full benefit out of the ascendance. But outside of a sentence, you're using it at seventy. Okay. And then Fred does the gloves for elemental have the exact same interactions that I would assume that enhancements has because we have that if you are ascended and the gloves proc, you gain 10 seconds. But if you aren't ascended and you get the gloves proc, do not ascend because it will reset you to 15 seconds and you lose the glove proc basically. Is that the same? Yeah, it's, it's the exact same. Definitely don't Ascend if you've got the glove proc up, you're gonna you're gonna lose up time. Okay. Fair enough. 
And what else? You found this whole thing out, Fred. Anything you wanted to add to the... This is only for pure single target, though, right? Like this is a very... Or, or do you use it for AoE? Do you, yeah. do you gamble for lava beams, or...? No, this... <laughs> no, not for lava beams, not really. Okay, um, good. But, uh... Yeah, this is definitely the single target build, the whole dump into Earthshock early, pray for uh, pray for some Aftershock coming out of the boots, and uh, get some Ascendance proc up time. Ascendance is very much a single target ability. Like, just the amount of damage gives to Lava Burst is quite significant because of the crit scaling it adds. Okay. And that, I guess that the, the counter to this is that is... Is there a different skill ceiling that you would say is not for every elemental shaman to try the gloves-boots combination and just roll, like, gloves and belt? Because if you get more ascendance uptime, you're going to keep your your Lava Burst dot stacked up probably to five more often, and it's a lot easier. You can't mess that up, right? You get more ascendances, you throw more Lava Bursts, you get more dot ticks, right? But is is the boots, like, the next step to, to, to gaming that, that system? If you are wanting to do the gamble build, you definitely need that exact combination. You need the boots and the uh, the gloves. But I wouldn't really say it's too skill intense. Really, realistically, all you're doing is changing your earth shock timing from 111 down to 70. Mm -hmm. So it's not too big of a rotational change. It does add a lot of a lot more immobile um, time periods for you because during ascendance you really don't want to move. Um, yeah, it's, it's not too bad rotationally. The biggest problem with it is just whether or not you want to go into a fight with unreliable proc-based damage. Because the glove or the, the belt and the ring are very reliable. It's just pretty much flat percent increases. Okay. It's actually pretty hard for me to pick up because I'm so used to using Earthshock at like high Maelstrom. And then going back and forward from using it at 70 to in Ascendance and using it at 117, I kept forgetting which one I was supposed to be doing. And <laughs> like if I'm focusing on mechanics, I would do it at the wrong time. Like I do it early when I wasn't supposed to, or do it late when I was supposed to do it early. Oh, so that's, okay. That was kind of a difficult thing for me to build on, especially during like a new raid and everything. Right. Yeah, I suppose that could be. It would mess with your muscle memory. It's it's like when yeah. I had to play that terrible overcharged Fury of Air weird enhancement build that was our best because they nerfed the crap out of us during Mythic Helia. But right, right when Mythic Helia was about to land, they just nerfed the pants out of Enhancement. We had to play this dumb build that was just... Ugh, it felt terrible. And uh, I, I I did it, but it wasn't as fun as it... You know, they fixed things, and it's so much better now. But So, okay. Do you have a new ring? The Soul of Farseer, any mention of that? Or did that go the same way of... It looked great on the PTR, and then we got the gloves, and then the ring just kind of went pew. I mean, it's pretty good for, like, Mythic Plus bosses if you're talented into light or Liquid Magma Totem, because then you can get a single target and an AoE talent without having to run out and swap or anything. And it's decent on, like, Beast Lord type of fights, where you'd be using the Liquid Magma Totem, like maybe Desolate Host or something, or using Liquid Magma Totem on cooldown, but you also want some single target damage. But overall, it's really not super... Any, it's nothing special, but it's not terrible by any means. It has its place. Yeah, SEL even says uh, you should take Liquid Magma Totem with this legendary equip. Do not take Storm Elemental in any situation. <laughs> <laughs> even single target Liquid Magma Totem is better. God, by a lot. That's so 
so unfortunately awkward. <laughs> the poor Storm Elemental is abused. The best use of Storm Elemental, which I assume is still in the game, which I used to do this back in the day, is troll uh, certain bosses with it. I did this on Blackhand Mythic. Is Primal Elemental or Storm Elemental has the knockup. But if you knock up bosses that can't be knocked up, they just spin once. Because it would be the spin knockup. So you could make Blackhand just spin like he was doing his whirlwind attack, but he wasn't whirlwinding. That was good. That made <laughs> that gave some heart attacks to other melee. That was pretty fun. That was the best use of it. And that's terrible. That's terrible. Pretty good use, though. I, I would try that. Storm yeah. Elemental should give, like, his call lightning ability should also buff you during that time. Because it buffs his own lightning bolt thing, but not yours. That would be so such an easy thing that, like, it buffs his lightning bolt and your lightning bolt on the target. But it, like, act like old school Storm Strikes debuff, but just for the Elemental Shaman. And, and that would be neat. I don't know. That's just the off the top of the dome here, but. Be interesting. You could maybe play around Lightning Rod or something with it. Sure, exactly. But now it adds more RNG stacking nonsense to Elemental, but you already <laughs> deal with that anyway, so who cares, right? So it's part of the class. But it's a fantasy. Exactly. So, no, you gotta, they can't see you. I'll do it for you. Fantasy. You gotta do <laughs> I the promise spirit. I did it. Oh, you did? Okay, good. Perfect. Totally, yes. So, so there's, you, you look like you're in a similar place with enhancement then. There's no like BIS hierarchy. Like with legendaries, like there is. The two best, if you want to play the gamble. And then you can just put the belt on, or the ring on, and also be fine. Or you can just go ring and belt, which still looks fine. Like, there's lots of... And the helm is still good if the heroism window is still really, really important. Because mm -hmm. that's part of the fight that matters the most. Then that will give you more benefit over the course of the encounter. So, is that about right, summarizing? Because enhancement, we have, like, just don't wear... A, Achille, if you're listening to this, or if this ever gets back to Achille, you're not making the terrible belt popular on Mistress Sasveen just because there's a lot of AoE. You're not making it happen. The belt sucks. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. By the way, is that like sort of the, the case with Elemental? You can kind of like mix and match a yeah, lot easier now? Very much the case. At least, yeah. For our single target, it's we've got like, I don't know, five or six options where you just kind of mix and match and if you want the maximum patchwork, you're going to use the gloves. But other than that, it's, yeah, you got a lot of options. Okay. Sounds good. And yeah, I put down here like Ascendance versus Lightning Rod versus Ice Fury. So the choice there is like our other elemental shaman was using Ice Fury on uh, Avatar for movement and for bursting the uh, Maiden. So it looks like they're all in a pretty good place. So I guess what are the... We've already beat it to death already. Are there any other talents that you want to bring up that are like dead talents? I'll toss this over one to, to Fred this time. Anything that Elemental Shaman should steer clear of? Uh, definitely not in the 100 row. I mean, 90 row, we... <laughs> poor little Storm Elemental. Don't, don't really use that. Uh, 75 row. Ellie Fusion really doesn't see much use at all. Just because the extra lava surge proxy get really isn't enough mm -hmm. to make it a good talent, even on small two target, three target cleave. Um, 60 row, probably don't want to use LA Mastery, but it could have some niche situations where if you really need a burst cooldown every two minutes, then 
you do have one available to you if you if you really need it. Mm-hmm. But normally you'll run Aftershock with the Gamble Builder, AS with everything else. Right. Um, fifteen row. You you really probably won't use Ellie or Earth and Rage much. And once you have the tier, you're probably not going to use Path of Flame too much either, just because Totem Mastery has that multiplier on your Flame Shock, which uh, which works with the four piece really well. Yeah, the Ember Totem bonus is is probably going to be really strong. I could. I w- so you wouldn't. You don't think you'd Path of Flame on like a ridiculous AOE fight again? Bring up Mistress, for example, because would you want the Flame Shocks to? To spread themselves to the eels, or would you just like manually get a lot of maelstrom and then just flame shock tab, flame shock tab to make the max benefit of your set bonus? Well, and on on that eight a week kind of fight, you you kind of don't really want to be using lava burst if it's that many targets, just um, just because chain lightning is better and totem mastery actually buffs your chain lightning. Okay. Um, so normally you'll switch into that, and if you do want to multi dot your flame shocks, you'll just multi dot them normally. Okay. That's what I. That's what I was imagining. Yeah, it's funny how Total Mastery started off pretty meh, and then just as things scaled, like these small benefits are really powerful. Now, different things have come in, come into play. Yeah, Earth and Rage has been just squished. Fifty-five percent spell power is nothing. It's such a small dot. Really not really good. Unless you like throwing poo. I always think it looks like a throwing poo, but you know. Silly graphic itself. And uh, for those AOE bosses, you probably want to use tier 19 over tier 20 if you have it, because tier 19 is still great for AOE. Mm-hmm. Would you even say that's a thing to put on tier 19 four piece for like Mythic Tomb right now? We're in this weird spot where you could do that, and the the damage loss isn't a big deal. The stats aren't a big deal. It really depends on how much the eye level difference is. Like, if you're fully mythic geared out, you probably wouldn't want to. You probably just want to go with regular haste crit gear. But, okay. like, right now, going into heroic, I would use your 19 on, like, a mistress. Right. Yeah, a lot of that comes down to just your elemental focus. The percent damage increase you get after a crit is almost constantly up during AoE because it works off of any crit on chain lining, and every single hit it does can crit. So it's just practically perpetual seven percent, well, seventeen percent increase in damage. Mm. Yeah, I see. It's. Uh, I, I imagine this. We're in this because we still have the Argus raid in the future, and we'll have to wait and see how Blizzard works on that. They have said in the AMA on Reddit again that they are nerfing the Convergence of Fate trinket before the Argus raid is out. But there are some effects and some bonuses that. Like, hold on to certain things because you never really know what will stay relevant down the road. Because even if you wear a tier 19 right now, and there's a stamina coefficient to it, right? And obviously Mythic does more damage and you want more health. And that's not enough of a deal. Like, you're going to be at over 4 million health wearing tier 19 and like 4.4, 4.5 million health wearing tier 20 with the eye level increase. But if the set bonus you're wearing for that current encounter you're working on isn't the better option then, like, rolling back to your four-piece tier 19, at least in this situation, is it looks totally plausible. Which is weird. We've never done that before. Just the way the gearing in Legion is very different. Hmm. And the Titan Forging changes a lot. Right. And if you're one of those guilds, gonna keep rolling Nighthold, 
mythic and hoping for 940 950 tier 19 tier which i just don't know why they don't cap that it's so dumb but you know good luck and you know godspeed so how about trinkets then as we brought up weird tomfoolery to hold on to things is there any trinket hierarchy that you want to you want to speak to or about in in that regard i don't know who wants to to dredge up this topic because it usually gets awkward just hopefully with a gym or relinquish trinkets give you an arcano crystal hey yeah we have no. the hierarchy on storm Myth and lava and as you predicted unstable arcana crystal is number one below the legendary of course of course but it scales so poorly with eye level that once you're doing like mythic tomb it's really unlikely that your arcana crystal is actually going to be better than your mythic trinkets because you need to have it like 940 right yeah, it's on here. I think nine yeah, 940 is 106k and kill Jaden is 127. But that's just because the trinket is so overvalued. Do you actually see much use for the trinket? The kill Jaden's burning wish is elemental. I haven't really uh, used it in a long time. Yeah, only if you're kind of doing a mythic plus with a tank who's just gonna go pull everything and uh, you want to blow it up as soon as possible. You won't right. really use it in rain that I can think of. Hmm, okay. Yeah, down here we have the, the Beast Lord AoE. And then this is the single target patchworky style. So the the trinket I was what I was opening the show is the tarnished sentinel medallion. This because it's right above Whispers in the Dark. And that's the next like biggest fall off between these two trinkets. Like, why is this tarnished sentinel medallion fred why is this thing so and why is it better than whispers like can we talk about that for a moment like it's really <laughs> better but it's still better well whispers did kind of get a small nerf at higher item levels so it's a bit worse than it was last patch it probably okay. would be ahead if it didn't um as far as the owl the owl's i don't know the owl's just really good for practically every range spec but it's also very much a patchwork trinket okay um because it's basically you're going to have to be channeling in that target for like 30 seconds to actually get the maximum effectiveness. Right. Yeah, walk us through. How does it work again? For those that have a, don't know or haven't looked at it or don't have one yet, what's its ins and outs? Uh, so it's basically it's an on-use. You're going to use it on a target. It'll, put a, it'll summon an owl. owl's going hit, to hit the target for you. And um, pretty rapidly, it's just going to stack a damage buff on the owl. Yeah, I was just going to do more and more damage over time. Okay. Yes. It, well, it's like, this is not, I'm so sorry for the unholy DKs that are listening to this or you know, from last week we talked about how their Dark Arbiter sometimes just spawns and then doesn't do anything. She's kind of like derps and stands there because she has the whole like float down animation and they just like register your target and actually start casting her Valkyr strike. But the Owl Trinket is essentially the same thing. But it just works because it casts on the target and the owl just appears on the target like a an animated dot or like, you know, an imp or something like that, like a demonology warlock. But it's funny that a trinket can work way better than an actual 100 tier talent. But such as it is. Even the fire early treatment. Make right. it start pulling stuff. Yeah. Well, that's that. <laughs> True. Yeah, you have Terra from below on here and then a mastery stat stick comes up. The tome is pretty good, it looks like. The Dreadstone looks like it's pretty good. And then a crit stat stick, so... 
pretty straightforward uh, trinket layout. Nothing, nothing weird or crazy for no weird, like, because maybe I have the reflections trinket, which is super awkward for certain people, and you have to make it double hit because the boss, yeah, oh, whatever. That trinket's a nightmare. It's no draft of souls, but it's weird. So nothing really crazy tomfoolery-wise then. Sham, trinkets, anything? It is worth mentioning that last I heard, the Whispers in the Dark trinket is still really, really good for the gambling build. Just because, oh. you know, more gambling, of course. But yeah, it, it's actually, I'm pretty sure it is actually one of the best trinkets for gambling build. Like, even better than it is for everything else. Okay. Fair enough. Otherwise, everything's pretty straightforward for us. We don't really have any crazy, like, rune of power, arcane power type of abilities to buff the stuff. Right. Yeah, that's certain trinkets, and that's, like, why I bring up the tomfoolery, and why certain ones have been so awkward, is that Blizzard still doesn't lock that down for some reason, where certain trinkets actually get buffed by external effects, like the Colossus Smash Window or Nemesis. Other ones get buffed by personal effects, like Warcry or Crusade. But not every spec has things like that, so if you just don't have a personal or offensive damage amp, you just don't get that to do anything with any trinkets anymore. So it just means that you just it limits your... Like, the Terror from the Deep you have on here is pretty good, but if you're, like, Rune of Powering and you Terror from the Deep procs, it does 40% more damage. Like, stupid crap like that doesn't... We can't do that as shamans. Nope. Sadly. Terror in the Deep's pretty dangerous some, for some people. Uh, for enhancement, the the fish can crit you for half a million, or a million and a half, sorry, a million and a half, because it'll it'll hit in melee, and it skills with our mastery, so Purge was testing out, or Word was testing it on the PTR, and it was critting us for a million and a half damage. Seems good. Could there literally kill you. Hmm? Arcane Major hit himself for five million with it. Just by stacking all his buffs and standing in melee. Was it, oh, you standing? Oh, he was testing it. Like, okay. Yeah, I think it was on purpose. Okay. If it wasn't, that's really unfortunate. I mean, if you're at range, the fish won't hit you because it hits your target. But yeah, that is pretty funny that the arcane mage could basically kill himself. Good, good trinket. It's funny, <laughs> but it's questionable it's design, in my in my opinion. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Certain things mage combust. Yeah, but yeah. So, wait, Mage Combustion will work with Trinkets, but there's no reason why Elemental Fury shouldn't. So, Elemental Fury won't... Yeah, so Elemental Fury is basically our crit damage multiplier. It yeah. makes us do higher damage on crits. Sure. But it has a specific spell list it works with. It actually doesn't oh. even work with our Fire Ellie. Um, so, yeah, it doesn't work with Trinkets or our Fire Ellie or any of our Elementals, really. It's just mainly our main spells, Ellie Blast, Lightning Bolt, Lava Burst, all that. Wait, that that could have gone in the part of the show that was like bugs and Tom Foy. That doesn't seem any. That, that should affect everything that you do as an elemental shaman. That seems very part and parcel to how that would work. At least not affecting your pets is stupid. Like, I didn't know that. Okay, it feels like an oversight. Yeah, to me. But we've mentioned it a few times and they haven't changed it yet. So, hoping it is an oversight and they just haven't noticed. Huh. Well. It could go the way of hastes and uh, or bleed and haste scaling. They don't know how that works, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, chat. If you have any questions, now is your time. We'll move on to the like cl final closing part of the show, the nitty gritty discussion. And as this is the last ranged DPS show, 
I kind of wanted to like wrap up and, and sort of get some thoughts from my guests about like how the range meta is working out. Granted, Mythic opens this Tuesday, so things will change. And of course, when we start talking to more ranged specs in the future, Mages, Warlocks, Hunters on each of their individual shows, we'll kind of see how that is changing. Because the biggest thing about this is that if you haven't done any Tomb of Sargeras yet, and preferably on Heroic, because Normal will cut out quite a bit of things, mechanics and like the age of the Nighthold where only everything targets ranged is really dead. Everything can target everyone almost on every single fight. So if you're melee or ranged, you have equal responsibility for the most part now. And there's no like, well, ranges do mechanics and melee ook ook bosses. So, but... Where do you guys feel the range sort of hierarchy is playing out? Like where, what do you, what do you see as like a sleeper OP or what's like really strong that you think will like just tear apart these encounters as we go forward? And uh, I'll go with, go with Sham, go back to you on this one. What do you think? There's always like the basic progression specs, like at least one mage spec, one warlock spec, and then one hunter spec just from all the soaks and everything. But uh, I'm looking at Shadow Priest right now. They're looking like they could be a really good option. Or, I guess not really option, but a really good uh, spec going into Tumas or Garrus. Like, they have a lot of utility and their damage is not bad. Right. And their force set's really, really good, too. It's like, I know it's at least a 10%. They recently got nerfed, but I'm pretty sure it's still like a 13% increase. I think I, I saw the chart of tier 19 to tier 20, like damage percentage buffs. I think it was one of the highest ones. Yeah. For sure. Mm -hmm, definitely. Mm hmm. And Fred, from your side of things, what do you, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in a similar situation. Uh, at least looking right now, it looks like Warlocks are going to be just insane in terms of damage this tier. Uh, Shadow Priest is doing well, I'd say, right now. I don't want to get crucified or anything. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it looks like they're doing well, and I know their tier bonus is really strong. And then you just, you're probably going to want some Hunters for mechanics. You probably want some Mages for Soaks, just general progression stuff. In terms of performance, I'd say the Warlock and Shadow Priest are probably looking to be the top end. Yeah, this is some scary thing. And it's funny because they keep getting nerfed. Like, the Warlocks came out of the gate getting nerfed in the hotfixes, and we'll probably see some more soon. But, like, Affliction's been cut down so many times, and Terran, one of the, like, Affliction Warlock, like, crafters of things, is in my guild now, and he, he's, he's always so, like, anti-salty. Like, we'll do bosses, and he's, like, top one or two. He's like, hmm, seems nerfed, obviously. <laughs> Seems nerfed. Definitely. But do you see do you see like any problems with certain range? Like it, you didn't mention the elemental any of that because obviously you probably more sh are going to shine on the AoE fights but those aren't going to be like you'll have your moment on Kill Jaden but do you think you'll be fine overall? Like do you have any bosses you're worried about into mythic progression for, for elemental? I'm not really worried. Like, I, I know I'm going to build a full clear and everything on Mythic. I'm not really concerned about that. But Elemental overall does have some significant weaknesses that I feel need to be looked at at some point in the future. Hmm. Like, our single target damage is it's okay, but it's not good. Our AoE damage is really good, but there's only a couple bosses where that's really useful. And generally, even on those bosses, the real important damage is, like, the single target. Right. And then we just don't have any, like, survivability. We have one defensive, and it's a 40% on a, a decently short cooldown. It's like 90 seconds, I think. And it's only it only lasts 6 seconds, though. But the problem is we can't really like soak anything. We can't survive anything without using our major cooldown. 
once we don't have the cooldown, we don't have any passive healing. So we just kind of die. We don't have enough damage to really... We don't have, like, the glass cannon roll. Uh, so we don't really bring anything unique. Uh, Sham, I would like to direct your attention to uh, shamanistic healing on your artifact weapon. That is your... <laughs> that is so it's much... basically cheat death. Passive healing. Can we talk about that? Yeah, you're so right. That's completely wrong on my part. That thing is insane. I thing is nuts. This trait is such a garbage fire. I don't <laughs> understand it. It's so bad. And why, why on Thrall's Green Azeroth does adding more traits to it just reduce the time <laughs> interval but not the actual amount it heals you? <laughs> so it was so good that they couldn't bear to buff it at all. It's such trash. Oh, I see it proc and I hear the spell effect sometimes when I'm playing Elemental and I see my health bar not move. So... <laughs> Thanks. Great healing trait. I love it. Yeah, that's one of the questions I saw in chat is that why is... Well, there's why is reincarnation is strictly worse, cheat death, bubble, etc. And why do elemental shamans have such weak defensives? Kind of a double a double question there, but... Like, theoretically, we should have a lot of damage to, like, go with that, right? But unfortunately, we just don't. Uh, I would say that I think Shamanistic Rage is actually a pretty good defensive. It's uh, it's not really a progression defensive, but it's it's like it's got a lot of uptime. So you've got a kind of infrequent raid damage going out. It's pretty good. It's almost always up. Mm -hmm. But we don't we definitely don't have T death. We don't have like an ice block or anything. We don't have that utility that's so needed on a lot of fights. I guess I could Devil's Advocate that by saying that your the, the the echelon of like your personal defensives and like doing those are a thing that you don't have in the kit because your kit thrives on the RNG mess of AoE that you can put out. Like a Frost Mage or a Fire Mage or an Affliction Warlock could definitely do some AoE, but they have either they have Gate to help their mobility or their own personal Warlock port, or they have Block on a four minute cooldown, right? Like they have those. And that's sort of their other thing. But I, I agree. It's always been an interesting thing. Our elemental shamans, our two of them on a mythical Dan, had to both wear magnum opus because for some reason they just died all the time. <laughs> like, same HP as other ranged, but they would just brick it all the time. They both wore magnum opus. They, they didn't die then. So, you could wear that. We have no passive healing or shielding or anything to right. help us live. That's why I also said earlier in the show, I don't know why Elemental doesn't have the Maelstrom to instant surges. Like I do. Like for enhancement. I just don't know why that's not a thing for both of us. Because it'd be so... You can only surge so many times because then you go oom. You get like six. So why can't Elemental have the 20 Maelstrom equals instant surge? I don't... Because it's so helpful. As you're moving, you're just surge, surge, surge as you move... I always do it, like, preemptively when AoEs are about to go out, so I, like, try to, like, clip when the AoE hits me, I'm already surging myself. It's so helpful. I don't know why Elemental doesn't get that. I wish he did. It's so Can't nice. use it as a DPS loss? Uh, it's a Spending DPS loss for me, but I live. <laughs> you're, you're dead DPS to no DPS. So, and uh, Lord of Saul brought up a question that I want to preface as, like, a, a, law, a broader one. When someone asks about what is better... 
I don't answer these very well myself because I say that there really is no better. It depends on what you're doing. But the question was, is Ascendance better than Ice Fury or vice versa? Which is really better? Who wants that? is a pretty that? situational thing. Right. Without gloves, Ice Fury is you probably usually going to be better on single target, but it's significantly harder to play. So any mess up and you're losing a lot of damage. So it's not really something we usually recommend people play. But with gloves, Ice Fury kind of takes a step back just because of the awkward synergy there. Even on Patchwork, though, Ice Fury without gloves is like really comparable. So with movement, it pulls ahead. Mm-hmm. Like, gloves really do, like, they mess up the whole Ice Fury option a lot just by existing. Okay. Well, that question I kind of wanted to highlight because there really isn't, it, it, you pick what you're doing. Right, like obviously, lightning mm-hmm. bolt is lightning rod is very AOE cleave focused, and ice fury is very bursty single target or movement based because you can again like the option I brought up with avatar, you can ice fury as you're moving away from the maiden if there's like a uncontrolled chaos or the rupture of realities and you can't tunnel, you can still blap 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 blapper with huge frost shocks, or ascendance is really good for tunneling when you can actually plant and. And yeah. Oh, did you? Did Fred say? I'm reading chat as I go through this. Did Fred say shamanistic rage? It's called I astral did. shift. Fred. <laughs> I know. I don't. You're talking to the enhancement shaman that we created. Shamanistic rage It was our baby. <laughs> they took it away from us. Back when they gave us mana when we used to use it in mop. What the nightmare that was. <laughs> but the instant surges with the OP in PvP. Really? But I get to use them. I'm not OP in PvP. I don't know. Maybe maybe Elemental kind of is. But... At least PvP healing is really good. Oh. As it is. <laughs> Nerd brings up the Flame Shock healing. That was a trait in Warlords, wasn't it? It was a... Uh, glyph, actually. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was a Glyph. Oh, gosh. Rest in peace. You're right. <laughs> it was really this. good with the... Uh, the trinket again. <laughs> Our class trinket made it just silly how much healing we got. Hmm. I see. That was yeah. my fantasy. I, I I missed my spirit wolves healing me. That was fantastic. So, yeah, I missed that. It was so weird. Mm-hmm. Goodness. If you run the shoulders and the boots for an AOE build, when do you stop casting Earthshock? I wouldn't really run that for an AoE build, would be, I guess, my answer to that. But, I mean, I guess, at like, I think before the patch, we had like three or four targets when you would stop. Yeah, it's around three, is what I remember. You would use it till three. Okay. Fair enough. Oh, gosh. Uh, Far has a huge question. What do you think the... Uh, discrepancy between elemental boss damage and overall damage, specifically referring to the current data on Warcraft Log, showing elemental high on overall, but fifth from the bottom on boss damage. Uh, and what sort of tuning would be required to bring elemental's boss damage more in line without buffing AoE too much? I like to, I'll caveat that with a lot of the Warcraft Log data you're going to see right now has people that don't have tier 20, because like, they'll only do like one split and you only get so many tokens. So we'll need like a month 
of logs to push out all the tier 19 from Warcraft logs to get real data. But if either of you have an answer to that as well, Fred, you want to tackle a little uh, bit of that? I mean, it's basically just highlighting what, what we know, where Ellie's really good at multi-target AOE stuff, doing a lot of bursts AOE, stealing all of it from everybody else. But uh, we're not great single right now. Uh, if we wanted to give it a buff, I guess, in terms of bringing that low end up, but keeping the high end uh, fairly stable, they couldn't really give us aura buffs to do that, just because it'd be increasing everything. Mm -hmm. They'd have to probably focus more on maybe just sustain damage, things like our lightning bolt, maybe our spenders, but our spenders could potentially get a little too high at that point, right. just because of... Uh, our Ellie Fury making our crits so high. I mean, we were talking about our 4.5 million air shocks already a bit earlier. Right. <laughs> I don't think... I mean, the thing about that is, too, is... Glacial Spike is a thing now for Frost Mage, right? And they're getting huge single-target crits, but they have to funnel in, you know, five icicles into it and throw that huge cast out there, usually shattering it, too, with a flurry. And... That number is barely above just hitting Earthshock. So to put it in perspective on how much one huge single target spell needs set up for rotationally and whatever, and El Metal Shaman just hits Earthshock right now. So you, there's and it's also instant. So there's 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 balancing points, right? I always bring up this example that enhancement and elemental are both DPS specs for shaman. There are three types of DPS, cleave, AoE, and single target. Both specs can't be good at all three, because then there'll be confusing points where the one that does better is just the one you play. But enhancement's always been better at, like, cleave and single target and crap at AoE. And elemental's always been better at cleave and AoE and kind of crap at single target. It's just, well, like that's a mop. It's a broken record. kind of happens. So... Can't deal with it. Yep. Yeah. That's a weird question, Northern. As the end of Legion approaches, would Elemental work as a spec without its artifact? I mean, we're probably going to see a lot of those traits just rolled in baseline, or we have no idea what Blizzard's going to do with the next expansion. It's like a year away. So we've got four or five months of Tomb, and then we've got four or five or six or 12 months of Argus. So that's a long time from now. So we'll see. I'd like to keep Stormkeeper, but I would definitely like to do without Static Overload in the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm similar, Paige. Uh, a lot of the traits I wouldn't really mind losing, but Stormkeeper itself giving us that option for Burst Daily, which we kind of haven't had in the past, right. at least not since Mop, um, was a really nice addition, especially after they made it all instant cast Chain Lightnings. That the traits themselves, I don't really think I'll miss anything too much. Okay. Yeah, I don't think. Oh, I'm just healing. Didn't I can't remember back elemental. Didn't you used to summon Thorum in beta? Pretty sure Thorum used to be summoned from elemental shaman weapon, and they made it the uh, little lightning elemental. That was a thing. I don't know why that was there, but it was. Um, that was a while ago. 
All that beta testing. Oh, it was Raden. You summoned Raden, really? You never got to see it. Oh, it was just a tooltip thing. Okay. Yeah, I have major weaknesses and strength. We kind of went over that. Got over encounters. And and yeah, chat's talking about the whole glacial spike earth shock. It was mostly just comparing to how the spells work. And that's all. Like you obviously I mean you can ice flows your glacial spike, I suppose, but who takes ice flows nowadays? Ugh. What's that? But is there anything else? That would come up. I guess we can probably just wrap with uh, if you have any closing notes or little soapbox time for your fellow elemental shamans out there. Fred, do you have anything you want to leave with? Uh, no real comments. Just shout out to my guild negatory. Shout out to all my Ellie bros. Yeah, thanks for thanks for joining us. Talking about some shooting lightning bolts and throwing meatballs. So we talked about that in the BTS. They are they confirmed again that they're doing the. Uh, the, the cast animation, the cast spell animations or whatever in some patch in the future. They need to do goblins and worgens first, though, damn it. But, yeah, that's a really satisfying chunk when you throw a meatball. That's real good. Shan, how about you? Any closing closing notes or any things you want to leave the community with? I just want to give a big shout-out to the LA community in general for being one of the most kind and friendly communities I've ever seen on this game. From all the discords I've been in, the LA Shaman one's definitely been the most relaxed one, and love them for it. It's one of the reasons I'm sticking around. So shout out to them big time, and then shout out to the uh, Storm with the Lava crew again for really putting it all together. I, didn't, I haven't really done a whole lot for the website, so I don't really, not like shouting out myself, but mm -hmm. yeah, big shout out to them for really putting in the times, but specifically Slenderman and Blood Mallet. And then uh, I like this question actually. I don't know if you. I'm gonna ask it anyway. If you performed elemental fusion on Fred and Sham, would you get Shed or Fram? Apparently, Shred. Mm. Actually, I like Shred. It's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh gosh! What is this flow chart? Was this the one that I? Oh yeah. Hold on. I get this has to go on the show. Uh, this has to go on the show. This is important for everyone to make sure you see this. This is the... Is that any, is, is the enemy covered in sauce? No? Apply sauce. Yes? You got meatball? <laughs> this is the greatest. Uh, I don't usually condone shit posts, but this is a great, a great flowchart. It's not even... Yeah. Troll your noodles. Grande Electro Getty. Oh, it's the best thing ever. I'll probably put this in the YouTube description box because it's a resource. <laughs> it's pretty accurate, right? It's pretty accurate. It's a valuable resource, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a rotation guide. It is. Yeah, it, 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 it's a priority list, rotation guide. Absolutely. That's good stuff. Good looking out. All right, well, I'm going to hit this button over here. And we're going to wrap this one up. So thank you all for tuning in to episode number 145 of Final Boss TV. Wow, Endgame rating show. I do have shows on the future that are planned, that are being worked on, that are not related to WoW at all, as the show sort of uh, upgrades and changes a little bit and works on the formula, just so we're not only talking about WoW every single Sunday. But for the meantime, that's staying the same. So again, I was your host. My name is Adam K, a.k.a. Bay. And around the table again, there was Sham. You can go check out the YouTubes. It's it's Naysam, right? Naysam? Yep. Naysam, yeah. Okay. And you can go... Check those out. What do you have on the horizon coming out YouTube video-wise that you can let loose here on the show? 
before. I'm gonna start working on my Tomb of Sargeras guides for Ellie Shaman, like the talents and cool usage and stuff. Oh, very helpful. Very good. Well, thank you for your time on the show today, Sure, It was a pleasure. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. And there is Fred. You can go bother him on his Twitch channel at Freaky Fred with a one on the end because there's only one Freaky Fred. Just don't. You can Google the Curse the Carly Dog reference, but <laughs> thanks, Fred, for being on the show. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Are you going to cosplay as Courage as Freaky Fred on stream, maybe? Uh, I, I can do that for you, sure. Does it take much work, or are you looking at it all the time? Because we have no idea. I'm always, always cosplaying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Perfect. Again, next week is the Retribution Paladin show. So more news on that show. It may be next Sunday. It may be the ninth. It depends. Next week is a holiday weekend, depending on if you're living in the States, so you may or may not be here. Also, it's the first weekend uh, with the opening of Tomb of Sargeras Mythic, so people could be raiding and busy if they were going to do a whole bunch of raids. So we'll see about that. I'm, I'm tentatively saying it's going to be next week, but it's probably going to be the 9th of July, so stay tuned for that. If you have any thoughts or guests, then after that is Protection Paladin, so double Paladin back-to-back, -back. and then we still have Brewmaster, Mistweaver, and, and Enhancement Shaman. And they're left for last, so we can have one healing, one tanking, and one uh, DPS, melee DPS show, to wrap up sort of moving on into Tomb. Then there'll be a little bit of a break, and it'll pick back up on the, the second pass of, of Legion shows. But that's it for me. Thank you very much for watching. Check out the show on YouTube. Buttons are down below. Or if you're watching this on YouTube right now, hello. And again, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music for the audio-only versions, if you want to listen to those as you travel around or do whatever you need to do. But thank you again for being here. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Trusting your seal of artifact power, because it's really important right now to get artifact power, right? But I'll see you all here next week. <gasps> Bye! They can't wave, so I'll wave with both hands because they can't see you. Are you guys waving? Yes, yes I promise. Freaky Fred waving. Hmm. Freaky wave. Freaky <laughs> wave. Like it.